All right, guys, it's uh, time once again. Long, uh, long overdue. Four. Four. Well, actually, it's interesting. Uh, we are going to be posting this to all three feeds: oh. Drunken Halo, Drunken Jet, and Geekiest Show Ever. So, whatever you're used to listening to, this is uh, this is it. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering how you're. You're going to need to get closer to that microphone, Trey. Is this better? Yeah. Yeah, I can't get you any louder. That's all right. I sound good in my head. Nice. And the reason I, I'm working out on a new microphone is we have a guest. That's with right. Us this time. Uh, yes, we have a guest. Um, the greatness, Uncle Ted. Mm. Great. Huh? <laughs> Right Take a long drag of that cigar. Hey, man. It's, it's perfect timing. I didn't know it was my turn. I thought it was going to be a while. You know what? I I don't think uh, you could have scripted a better uh, introduction, though. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You, uh... Yeah, we, we're uh, smoking on some cigars here, kind of in a reminiscent mood. Uh, for uh, those not in the know, which don't feel bad if you're not, uh, our uh, father passed away... Trav, do you remember the date? I actually do not remember the date. Um, give me one moment. I can find so, out for you. So what you're telling me is you you clearly remember. October 23. Oh, do you, the 23rd? I believe so. All right. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, though. We should check that. Fact check. Was it that yeah, long ago? It's, it's, it, it all runs together. You know what? It does all run together. You know... But it, but anyways, uh, the point the point we're making is uh, this uh, this this show is going to be dedicated to uh, to our our, uh, our dad. I believe it was the twenty seventh. The twenty seventh. The morning of the twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? You're right because the twenty third would have been the twenty third was when it happened. Yes, that that is correct. And the twenty seventh was when was when it was yeah. official. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, that's um, not something we don't really have to get into here. But I, I personally have been thinking about w- when was it? When? And it was, for me, it was the 23rd. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was the 23rd, and we held hope till about the 25th. Mm-hmm. And then when the doctor said there was no hope, that was. Yeah, we, uh, you know, he, you know, told us specifically a while back that he didn't want to be kept on life support mm. uh, yeah because according according to him and i think rightfully so that's not living so uh, you know uh all that went down and then the 20 you know 27th so yeah and so uh, you know we had the uh the service and all that and uh trav can i put you on the spot sure can you pull up the comments that we got on the website and maybe if we could do a quick drunken mail sack slash for the geekiest show ever listeners uh regular mailbag whatever (laughs) ted we call whenever we get feedback Mm -hmm. our drunken mail sack i see because it it's usually pretty funny is it usually in a sack no actually and and it's Hmm. yeah yeah but I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of. I just I don't want to say a lot. A few fans uh, reach out to us to share their support, and uh, I know I've gotten a couple messages on Xbox Live about it. 
Yeah, I haven't gotten on Xbox Live since. Um, so I don't know if I have any waiting for me. But if you could just quickly, maybe, because I know you have to get out of here in a moment. Yeah. Because you, you um, have to get up super early in the morning. Yes, that is very true. Okay, um, the first comment we had was from Jay, a.k.a. the Quim Ninja. Said, hey guys, sorry to hear about the news. My thoughts are with you, you guys, and Papa Bryce. I'm sure I speak for all the drunken listeners when I say we are willing to wait as long as it takes before you guys bring out another show. Keep your chin up, Jay. Thank you, Jay. And then uh, the next one's from Siggy, which is our diehard fan over there in Norway. Yeah, Ted, all of our, all the listeners to Drunken Halo, mm-hmm. uh, at least the ones who who were in touch with, actually, uh, they all live outside of the U.S. Yeah. Really? We're about as international as it gets. We're international. Is that a fact? Yep. Interesting. So the only the only uh, U.S. Uh, uh, listener that we communicate with is uh, a guy named Rabowski who also does a Halo podcast, mm-hmm. and, he, and he lives here. But other than that. They're like our big brother podcast. Yeah. Um, so this one's from City Says... It's all good. One wouldn't had had time for it anyways. Said I'm so sorry for him and you guys. And then Justin wrote back to them just saying thanks and everything. Yeah, and I just want to say um to to those two guys, uh you, you know, whenever you get in there they say that you should be talking, you know, because hearing familiar voices, you know, I don't think anyone's 100% sure, but they say that that it couldn't it hurt. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Exactly. And so you know, whenever I was just in there by myself, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. So I actually pulled out my iPhone and read them uh, those two comments. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, a very special, special thank you to uh, Quim Ninja, Jay, and uh, our main man, Siggy. And then the next one's from Bowski. says, hey, Justin and Travis. Again, putting your name first. <laughs> I'm petitioning to start having my name first because I do all the work on the show. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Says, I, I'm so sorry to hear about the bad news. I hope that things work out for you guys and your father. I don't think that anyone will be upset if you don't put out a show for a while. If they are, then you wouldn't want them to be a part of your community anyways. Take your time, guys, and please please accept my best wishes to you and your family in these hard times. Yours truly, Rabowski. And he also sent uh, sent us some, some, good, uh, some good thoughts uh on uh, one of their more recent shows. So thank you very much, uh, Rabowski and guys at PGCR. The next one's from Rakit, our friend in Germany. Says, hey guys, I've been offline for over a week now and heard the bad news. I want to let you know that all my best wishes are with you and your dad. Take as much time as you need, and even if you decide never to put out another podcast, again, it's totally fine if that's the right thing for you to do. Again, all the best wishes from Germany, Brian, a.k.a. Rakit. Thank you so much, Brian. And then the next one is from Fife. It says, hey, guys, I'm very sorry to hear about your father. I'll definitely be keeping you guys in my thoughts. Take as much time as you need and hope everything turns out for the best. Stay golden, Fife. <laughs> and uh, that's the last of those. And I know uh, Chris sent me an Xbox message. And um, I think Noble Six might have too, or someone else did. I'll tell you, our listeners are about as class act as you can get for being listeners to uh, – you know, a immature video game <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We have some of the greatest listeners ever, and I words can't describe what each one of those uh, comments meant to, I know, at least me. 
And I'm sure yeah, Travis. Yeah, that meant a lot to me, too. Because people that, you know, I don't even know if they even know what our faces look like. They, but yeah. all they do is, for one reason or another, they enjoy hearing what we have to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was pretty special hearing some of the feedback from our fans. Yeah. So that meant a lot to me, too. Yeah. And um, and so, uh, yeah, we uh, – I had to stop myself about, like, ten times between – uh, you know, when this first or or whenever, uh, you know, it became final and now, you know, I'm wanting to get on and, and post, you know, just an update of what happened. But I knew that once I started, I wouldn't be able to, to stop. Yeah. And it would have been like a 15 or 20 minute, minute long uh-huh. message. So, uh, and I'm not, I'm no good at, at like writing, you know, typing or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's you know I uh, I wish we could have let you guys kind of know what was going on, uh, but you know we we took the time uh, that we needed and uh, we're uh, you know all we can do is keep pushing forward. Yeah, taking it one day at a time. Yes, and so for those hoping that this episode would be a Halo episode or another geekiest show ever or the triumphant return of Drunken Jat, even <laughs> yeah. Um, Y'all are going to have to wait in one more episode because uh, I don't know that I could live with myself if we didn't dedicate this show to just talking about what kind of guy Dad was. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of our format of this show. That's why uh, we got Uncle Ted here. He yes. was a very good friend of... Uh, not not only Dad, but to the entire family. Yes, and he, uh, he spoke during the funeral and everything, so it's real special to have Ted here. And, Absolutely. Um, and so, Thank you, Ted. Yeah, so I'm I'm about to leave here in a couple of minutes, and then Ted's gonna fill in, and I'm sure he's got a lot of great stories about him. And it's uh, Ted, I'm, you better have really good stories. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of put on the spot. Yeah, now, you are. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm definitely gonna be looking forward to listening to this whenever it comes out to the you know next part of the show when I leave and everything. Yeah. So. That's kind of we're probably just going to cut this first part out. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, well, uh, since Trav, you're about to uh, have to leave us. Um, is there anything you would you want to say? Um, yeah, for uh, for all the people out there, you know, no one out there really knew our father, but I was always kind of told I was like the mini me version of him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so if you like me, then you love him 10 times more than you like me. And, uh, you know, he was, he was pretty special to me. And I know I think about him all the time, every hour of every day. I've already had a few dreams about him. I have two. Uh, me too, actually. Really? I did have a dream. Good and bad. Huh? Um, really? Yeah. Like, I had one today where I woke up in tears. Because it was bad. Mm-hmm. But I had one a few nights ago where I woke up smiling because it was like I was with him again. Mm. I had a really weird one. I I dreamed that I, we were doing the memorial service again, and I was up in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And But some for some reason, I had my laptop up there with me. <laughs> and it was like beat to hell. Like dense all in it. Uh-huh. And I don't – I mean – you know, you can't really control what you what you dream. I don't know why I was so worried and, and pissed off about my laptop. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I've had a couple others that I I know I've had I've 
had dreams about it, but I, I just can't quite remember what they were. Yeah. But I know I remembered waking up thinking, wow, the dreams start already, huh? Yeah. Mm. Do you remember your dream, Ted? I do, man. It was like uh, two days after the service, and I had a dream that Claire died. Okay. Claire's my wife. For those of you who are not in the room with us, <laughs> <laughs> I'm new, so give me time. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I had this dream that Claire died, and uh, your dad uh, came to comfort me. Oh yeah, it was very, very weird. It was one of those dreams where you wake up and you actually thought it had happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, man, that was kind of a, a sweet dream for me to have. Huh. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, Doc played a. I, I called uh, Justin Travis's uh, father Doc. So if you hear that uh, name thrown around, that's we're all talking about the same dude. But, uh, yeah, it was it was really really interesting. Now, um, in the dream, did you like? Was he still alive or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it, it no. wasn't like he just appeared or, or anything? No, he wasn't a okay. ghost or anything. Okay. And he was, he was like, hanging out, uh, sitting on the couch with me. Yeah. That's that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It was uh, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, mine, I, the one I had a few nights ago was we were just sitting around playing games. Like trying what? to trying to make your fantasy team better, yeah. like truly a dream. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> me and my dad co-manage a fantasy football team that we've been in in the same league since 2002, and uh, we constantly have one of the best teams, but we never win the championship. And uh, so I, I'm definitely going to win one of those soon. Well, and and, and I he's, mentioned and he's going to help me up there, <laughs> and so and I mentioned to you uh, clearly. Um, off the air, but I'll, I'll go ahead and mention on. I would like to uh, co-manage the team with you next year. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'll I'll put in all the all the work and everything, all the man hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 willing to do it. Good. That that, that team should be uh, managed by two Bryce Bryce men. Yeah, and yeah. so I have no problem stepping that up. That was, that, that was not my phone. That was not my phone. I was sure to put mine on silent. You know what it was? It's this stupid iPad. <laughs> oh, uh, you're getting emails and text messages. And no, this is, um, I'm a little ashamed to say, uh, we're using our mom's iPad <laughs> because we can <laughs> control certain parts of the of the soundboard and uh, with it, and I That's totally it. didn't I, I, even, Wait a minute, stop. I, I got to go. Do what? <laughs> I can't be a part of this, man. Using your mom's iPad. Yeah, I know. We'll cut all that out. I yeah. told him not to, but he was like, "I love it so much. We got to do it. I love it so much." Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never heard you do that impression of me, Trav. Yeah. Well, I, I looked in, you know, in the mirror doing it all the time, just <laughs> so I can perfect it. I I do believe that. Yeah. You should. I do. Uh, so yeah, that that was my first dream. Then the dream I had last night um, was <laughs> it was like right before the memorial service, and there was a lot of different people that were in it. Like a couple of my friends, a couple of people from the church, uh, like you, Ashley, and everyone was crying, and it was just it was it felt so real, and it felt like it happened all over again. Mm. And yeah, that was one of the. Only one of the 
One of the two times I've ever woken up crying. I don't know that I've ever woken up crying. Right now, I've woken up, like, you know, very disoriented, like, especially as a kid. I remember waking up uh, whenever mom woke me up for school, like, back in, like, second or third grade, and I had a dream about this red ball, and I woke up asking where my red ball was. Uh, Stuff like that, but, but, (laughs) like, you know, waking up disoriented a bit. Yeah. But I don't know that I've ever woken up with... Mm. The the only other time that happened to me was I had a dream that Ashley, our sister, had died, mm-hmm. and uh, and it felt so real that I woke up and I thought that had happened. I went into a room and she was sleeping, and I was like, "Oh, this was all a dream." Mm. But or is this the dream? Yeah, it was like a dream inside of two dreams. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's weird how dreams can feel so real sometimes. To me, at least. Uh, yeah, I mean. Like, you know, I've never woken up, like like I said, but, but I definitely have woken up thinking, oh, my God, I I just, like, lived in another world. Yeah. I remember uh, something that some of our listeners might be interested in. One of my crazier dreams was I, I had a, a dream that I was actually in Halo. You know what? I've had that dream In ODST. Too. And I remember, you know, it was, you know, I had the silenced Magnum and the silenced SMG. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know what? In real life. Using the pistol, I don't think it's going to be a good idea. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the I'm way a, it would be in the game. I remember having a dream where uh, I, w- I had the pistol, and that was the only thing I had. And I was silenced. Uh, I don't remember the ODST pistol. Yes, yeah, so it was silenced. Yeah. And uh, Ted, it wouldn't. It makes a difference. Oh, I know you're not. I know you're not a Halo guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a I'm a Half Life guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I have some oh, wow. uh, expertise of the weaponry. You, you know, yeah, you uh, definitely have uh, standard operating. Yeah, you've uh, yeah. you've you ranked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, a little bit with that. Okay. But uh, but it's, I was it's sad that that's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that that's the measure. Like, yeah. Of well, all things you know. It's... When you when you get your show, you can decide how people oh. rank up. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull out the scoreboard card on you. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, uh, I emailed you a copy of the scoreboard. Yeah. You can check it at your leisure. <laughs> no. But wow. uh, uh, yeah. But I was I was fighting a a brute chieftain. Uh, just with my pistol, and I remember I was backed into a corner, mm-hmm. and he was running at me. And right when he was swinging his hammer, I woke up. Oh wow! Yeah. See, stuff like that never happens with me. Like I, I don't, I never wake up at like the, depending on how you look at it, the most inopportune or the most you know opportune time. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. But sorry to hear that. Though. Yeah. The sleeping medicine I take, actually, whenever I first started taking it, like, I would remember my dreams extra vividly when I woke up. Oh, uh, yeah. So whenever I went to bed, like, I couldn't wait to go to bed because I couldn't wait to see what kind of adventure I'd go on that night. Because it was always different and it was always crazy. I wish there was a way where you could record your dreams so you could watch them. Yeah. That would be, like, the weirdest thing in the world. Wow. You should invent, you should invent that. I know. I have, I know that so much about technology too that I really could do it. <laughs> there should be an app for that, <laughs> according, according to app. Hey, look on your mom's iPad. <laughs> See if there's an app. We will do that quietly. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, you should. Uh. I if I wasn't so lazy about it, um, and you know, I would I would do this. You should keep a journal. Whenever you wake up, mm-hmm. write down the. Because that's the other thing, how crazy, how, it's crazy to me how fast you forget things. 
Oh yeah. With as vividly as as I know, at least for me, whenever you wake up and you remember it, like, oh my god, that that yellow car was bad ass. Yeah. And then it's like ten minutes later, it's like, was there some of the car maybe? Yeah. Uh, there was someone Something else there. Maybe, but yeah, maybe. What was I doing again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely know that. It's only like an hour later. Yeah, like it. I, like you're like, I can't wait to tell this person about this dream. Then you talk to him, and it's like, it's like two weeks later. Uh, like, oh yeah, then I have some dream. I was supposed. To, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. All right. So to finish out my last little segment, yeah. Uh, before I get going, um. I don't know. It it hurt me hurt me to see my father go, and I felt like he was way too young. And uh, the the stuff that he did just amazes me. Because at the funeral they read some numbers, mm. and uh, I believe that because he was a surgeon. For any of those who couldn't, you know, correlate the doc thing that Ted was talking about <laughs> to where he was a doctor. He was just a big Bugs Bunny fan. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and since '08, he performed. I think it was 2,904 surgeries. Mm. Well, how can you remember that number? Because I've heard it a couple times. Oh, you have. Yeah, and uh, that so that's it. about you know a thousand surgeries a year, which is a lot. And at the hospital, how many surgeries on average is that a day? Like 2.8. Oh, yeah. But that's assuming you work every day for 365 days. Because he would have a lot of times like nine or ten surgeries oh, yeah. a day. It was, that's why that number seems like almost outrageous, like yeah, insultingly low. low. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he would leave the house like at seven in the morning and wouldn't get home to like nine thirty to ten that evening. And yeah. he was like busy doing something every. Well, arguably, he he would find time to make really bad uh, photoshops on his <laughs> iPhone and, and, and send them to us. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I think I had a pretty nice story uh, on one of the uh, was it Drunken Jet, where I talked about how I walked in on him playing Farmville. Yeah, I think so. All right. So uh, go ahead and finish what you're saying, and then okay. Um. So yeah, he performed that many surgeries. Uh. At the hospital he was at, he performed 50% of the surgeries, and the rest of the doctors performed the other 50%. you know how many doctors are in that pool, like on estimate? I have no idea. I don't know. 20? Maybe. If I said a number, it would just be a complete yes, so I'm not going to say okay. a number. So you're they, saying 20? Yes. <laughs> Did they capture that data? From the service? Yes, I Is picked that, it up today. Yeah, we actually have oh. the audio and the video. Oh, yes. Oh, cool, yeah. Because those stats are there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, we have, there. and we have uh, high-quality audio, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the audio was captured separately from the video, you know, it, so it was treated as, as its own thing, uh, the way it was captured. So we have high-quality video, high-quality audio. And on the jtpodcast.com website that you can go to on the internet when mm-hmm. you log on <laughs> on a computer. Okay. Um, or your mom's I, iPad. Or your mom's <laughs> iPad. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to kind of have a little section of that that we're going to use uh, to um, post the uh, 
the uh, service in a video and audio. And it's not so much for you guys, the listeners, as much as it is for, like, family and, yeah, and friends, friends who but, couldn't make it. or But, but absolutely. Like, during the service, because there's Justin, Ted, and me, all of us did something. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked for four or five minutes. Justin played Wish You Were Here, which was the opening song for this show. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't play it from the soundboard. I, I like, I actually yeah, played a, it. You know, guitar and everything. And did a, a little and, uh, dance. And Ted was our anchor speaker, talked for quite a few minutes some good stories so they knocked it out of the park if i may say so oh well thank you i agree i agree i don't read facebook hardly at all but i did read a couple things that that night and just about everybody said that that ted guy was awesome Mm. well that's very kind yeah so they did they didn't even have the uh social uh contract with you to to you know say the obligatory nice thing like these people didn't know who you were and Mm. they they were saying how good you did. Yeah. So we're not act blowing smoke the way we are actually physically. We're having a... Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone said I did good in my speech, and I'm anxious oh, to hear the... You, hear, no, I'm anxious <laughs> to hear the audio to see if everyone was lying to me or not. No, dude. Because <laughs> I know I'm like the world's worst public speaker. You said, though, that doing the podcast has helped you with that. It has. It, like with confidence. It has. And, uh, uh, but... There was like seven to eight hundred people at this funeral. And Is that how many there were? Yeah, about. Did you ever see the the book that had all the names of everyone in there? No, it goes I on even for know pages did. and pages. I didn't even and know pages. we did that. Like I don't specifics. I know nothing about. Yeah, it was about probably closer to seven hundred than eight hundred. Oh but man! Either way, that's a ton of people. Do we have that here somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely yeah, would can, love to look yeah, at that. Ask mom. There's just. The pages go seems like they go on forever, just front and back of names of people who are there, and uh, um, but yeah, we're gonna post it. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm like you, like how good did? Yeah, I know. Like, like I, I almost don't want to listen to what I did. No, you did a good job. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to because I'm the one that's got to put this audio and video together. Mm-hmm. So I have to watch every second to make sure it syncs up okay. Now, are we going to put up the video feed on jtpodcasts.com? Yeah. What we're going to do is for um, what we told everybody is uh, that we were going to – that we could post it as a podcast. Now, this is not going to come across any of these three feeds. It's not coming across Jat, Halo, or Geekiest Show ever. It's going to be its own thing. So people who don't want to maybe hear about how, you know, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary drops next week. Yeah. They don't. It does? don't. Yes, it does. Really? Yeah. And and I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It's a big deal. You just derank, sir. (laughs) Man, it comes and it goes, doesn't it? Uh, But, um, yeah, so... And we're going to host the kind of the same way we do with Jat and Halo on uh, JT Podcast. You know, we're going to have a page that that's going to have uh, not only a, a, a link to the feed, but also a, a direct download link uh, for both video and audio. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for for you guys out there listening, you know, if you if you want to listen to it, like that's totally cool. Like, you know, it's not like we're asking you know people who 
weren't involved in any way to not you yeah know. oh check it out yeah check it out definitely if, if for it, no other reason than to see what me and travis look like and it, it wasn't one of those services that was real gloomy and uh you know i mean it was sad but it was more of a celebration of life where yeah. mm-hmm. you know there were a lot of the stories were funny um it was you know people were laughing and it was it was short it wasn't real it didn't like drag on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, which I couldn't have been happier. Yeah, with, with that, the songs was uh, "Tears in Heaven," "Tears in Heaven," and "Open," and then "Us and Them." Yeah, which if you want to, yeah, uh, yeah. That's I guess that's one thing people don't know is like basically what happened was he had a, a stroke in the brainstem, and the brainstem controls all of your. It's, it's the most yeah. It's the most sensitive part of the brain. Yeah, which is a very very sensitive if, organ. If already. anything happens to this, and you pretty much there's no life is going to change. Yeah, no coming back from mm-hmm. it. And so uh, he had in his will that he was going to be an uh, organ donor, and so they're donating his kidneys and everything. And uh, to do that, you have to start a process of like blood work, paperwork, stuff like that, and. Um, uh, and so they got that started, and it took a bit longer than usual because we wanted to have it done Wednesday night, have him taken off the ventilators because they said the longer he was on the ventilators, the the more chance he chance had that to, he had to actually pull through, but wouldn't be able to do which anything. Is, yes, which, which is yes, which is not he did com- not want complete that complete torture. Yeah, he didn't, and he was he made very specific to us that's he did not want that. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, it didn't it matter his, what it was we, in his will that he didn't want that, and he told us that plenty of times. So we weren't going to let that happen. And so we had we were going to take the ventilators off, and um, and so since that since he was donating his kidneys, they took him to the operating room, and uh, they took the ventilator off, and I was actually in the operating room with my aunt, which was his sister, and uh, we were listening to classic rock, which is what he loved to listen to when he was operating on people. And he always said if he could die anywhere, it'd be in the operating room. Yeah, and you, like, you just know it about him if you if you met him. I mean, like, that's he woke up every day loving what he what he did. Yeah, and that's where he lived his life was in the operating room. Yeah, and uh, and so the first song that we heard was "Stairway to Heaven," and then the next song was oh, it was right, yeah, was uh, "Run Like Hell," which is a Pink Floyd song, and then the next song was. Us and Them, which is a Pink Floyd song. It was his favorite band. Yes, Pink Floyd's favorite band. And this song was real mellow. Uh, I can pull it up, maybe. It's like a seven-minute song. Yeah, we're not going to play all of it. And um, I remember he took his last breath during the lyric, God only knows this isn't what we would choose to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, his heart kept beating on, you know, taking small, you know, breaths until the end of the song. And right when the song ended was when they declared that he he had died. Um, and so us and them is kind of, I'll never look at that song the same ever again. I feel the same way. And, uh, and I know every time I'm, I hear that song or stairway or run like hell, it's going to bring me back to the operating room. Oh, that's a lie. Sorry. And, uh, and so since us and them is kind of, you know, the song that he passed away to, we played that during the funeral. And, uh, and I like, can I say, I, I like how it was done. I like how it, we didn't mention the significance of it until afterwards. Yeah. Because I feel like that, 
somehow like kind of hit the point home maybe yeah because i had mentioned the importance of it in my speech was just right after the song yes um and then a a couple other statistics i remember i was gonna say um was he was voted like best doctor of the year for two years in a row the past two years um his uh his technique that he had developed for bariatric surgeries is like, not, you want to say what bariatric surgery yeah are? it's like the lap band uh to lose weight, weight yeah weight loss yeah surgery. weight loss and uh this is us and them by the way and the the technique that he used is now the technique that everyone uses around the world like uh, he traveled the world teaching yeah this he went to australia he was actually supposed to go to japan this month Japan. Yeah. So he's been all over the world teaching. And uh, in all the years that he had done it, he had a 99.99 success rate with his patients, which means that 0.01% is a chance that you had of something going wrong when he was taking care of you. Yeah. And those, which is with as many surgeries as he performed is just astonishing. Well, think about anything. If anything you do, having that, having that, Nine, whatever you said, ninety nine point nine nine. So there's Imagine a point oh one. Anything you do, anything you do, from uh, you know, from you know, doing something in a video game like jumping up on a ledge to sliding to unlock your phone. How many? You know, if yeah, I know for me sometimes I I screw yeah, up the yeah. slide to unlock. I mean, anything you do, no matter how large or small, try to try to get a 99.99 success yeah. rate and then try to do it with something where people trust you with their lives yeah, or it's a life and death type of thing um i remember he did surgery on one of my co-workers about oh really two weeks before uh he had a stroke really and uh and she was all nervous and he took out her gallbladder and she was all nervous, and uh, I was like, "You really have nothing to be worried about." <laughs> and she was like, "I know, but it's you know, it's you know, surgery, and it's freaking me out." I was like, "You have nothing to be worried about." Mm. He's done this thousands, literally thousands of times. Literally, he's probably done it close to in his sleep. Yeah, and um, uh, he had like, he had no deaths, like zero deaths on the on the operating table, um. I think that was about it. So just trying to wrap your brain around those numbers is if he was a sports if he was a sports guy that who played sports, he would be a shoe in Hall of Fame. He was the master chief of doctors. There you go. Mm. There you go. And uh and I I know I love him and I miss him. Mm-hmm. And uh life's never going to be the same. Well, I do think everybody should check out the podcast just to hear those stats. Yeah, yeah, it is. The, yeah, I'm, I'm it kind is of the real thing. Man. Paraphrasing the stats. No, it's good though. But that's the gist of what it is. Yeah. I know. know one of the things I read uh, later that night was someone was asking where uh, the uh, gentleman who uh, got up and talked and gave us those stats, uh, Mr. Ken Teal. Um, they were wanting to know where he got those uh, numbers from. Did mm-hmm. did he? release those uh, i don't know okay i don't know um i just like it's one thing for someone to tell you but like I, i'm certainly not trying to imply that like he he was blowing smoke or, i just i just want like seeing them printed yeah i think like 
at least to me, is kind of makes it more real. Yeah, like to you me. feel like it's those stats are too good to be true. In a way, yeah, but in another way, it's like I don't know. Just for me, you can like you can tell me about something cool that's coming down the pike, and I'll be like, "Wow, that's awesome!" But it's the second I read it. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Is like, oh, wow, yeah, that's going to be sweet. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, I just, for me, it hits home whenever I can read it. So I, but I, like I said, I barely get on Facebook at all. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really keep up with them. Yeah. I don't know if he had released where yeah. he got it from or not. Well, um, you know, man, there were, there were hundreds of medical professionals in the room. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them local. So, uh, certainly that's verifiable data. You wouldn't stand up in front of that many people and oh, say yeah. anything that wasn't. Yeah, and like I said, that's that's not kind of what I was trying to uh, – I don't know why I did my hands like that. Yeah. But I don't think they can see your hands. <laughs> no, they can't. No. So but uh, these are really can. good microphones, so <laughs> they might have been able to hear me do it. Pick up like the, the wind, the air. They can you're... pick up the nerdiness. Okay. And yeah. the oh. itty, itty – uh, they pick up on that every show. I wow. think you mean the the geekiness. Oh, the geekiness. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, part of this show is the geekiest show ever. Mm. I know. That's why I said it. Well, you know, man, I used to uh, – Doc and I sat on the uh, – there was a porch in well, the yeah. past two homes uh, yes. of the Bryce household. And we used to sit on the, what we called the back porch. We had a little club, actually. It was a cool club, you know, of course. But uh, – I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, we smoked cigars. We were and, too young. Tells, these these guys were like uh, knee high, waist high at that time. And but uh, you know, I used to talk to him about man, how do you how do you go into the operating room and cut somebody's body open and do stuff? And he said, man, it's uh, you know uh, patient care notwithstanding, and and a genuine concern for people certainly. But he said, man, when when I flip somebody over, it's a refrigerator. You know, it's hmm. just parts. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just working with parts. And, uh, you know, that, that's a gift to be able to be that meticulous about something and to be able to to really just uh, approach it that way and be methodical and, and be uh, nearly perfect, I think, is what uh, what the stats would show. So, Well, he he definitely kept his, his mind uh, trained. Mm. I know, uh, you know, he... Whenever he got into, like, a game, he played that game inside and out. Like, it could be some, like, third-rate hack. Like, at the time he bought it, it was on sale for nineteen ninety nine. Like, crappy. I remember one game was, like, some pirate ship game mm-hmm. that, like, I can't even remember the name of because it was probably not that great. But he, for whatever reason, latched onto it and played it for, like, over a year. Mm. And could do anything. And, you know, like, and he was always into puzzles. And I remember we, a couple years ago, we took a trip to uh, London and we were on a bus ride um, against my will, I have to say. I was not looking forward to that. But had to throw that in there. That's important information. <laughs> well, you know, I, well, the it reason I say the that is because, <laughs> well, no, I, the reason I say it is because, you know, I was kind of, you know, a little frustrated. It was a small bus, really cramped, and I was sitting next to him. And he, uh, you know, we sat down, the bus started going. He pulled out his earbuds, put them in, you know, plugged them into his phone. 
messed around with his phone, you know, I guess picked a song and then sat back and closed his eyes. And I thought, oh, all right, well, that's great. Now I don't have anyone to talk to. Uh-huh. And then about. And I'm on a bus of all things. Yeah. <laughs> with some really boring guy with droning nothing on. nothing but my mom's on. iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing I had my mom's yeah. iPad. Which hadn't been invented at the time. <laughs> Which would have been a good trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been a really good trick. Uh, but I, and I don't remember what it was, but something, you know. There was a sound or something, and and he was instantly uh, aware of mm-hmm. everything that was going on. And I was like, I thought he was sleeping. Yeah. And I, and I, I said to him, I was like, were, were you just sleeping? And he was like, no, I was meditating. <laughs> meditating. And I was like, how, how do you meditate? And he said, what I do is I close my eyes and I imagine myself in the operating room doing a procedure. And mentally taking myself through each step hmm. and, and seeing myself perform each step. Interesting. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. I, and I remember there were times where... Which makes sense because he, you know, like you said, he always had music playing in the operating room. Yeah. And not only playing, there's... He's famous for uh, ha- literally people coming into the operating room and telling him to turn it down. Yeah. Like, that happened on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, and so, people were tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, which I will never forgive them for getting him into Pink, or no, no, not Pink, Pink Floyd. No, not to the, Pink. no basically the two. <laughs> which you know, one? Uh, Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I had oh. Pink Floyd on on the brain. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, before it was all said and done, he had uh, a fairly sizable. Uh, Lady Gaga section in his iTunes library. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. funny. Yep. That's, that is now public information. <laughs> well, well, it should be. I'll never forgive of. whoever. <laughs> whoever. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I can remember at times where uh, I'd walk into the media room, which is our, our movie room, and uh, he's sitting there just like, He's like watching film of his surgeries mm-hmm. and you're like, what are you watching up? Oh, that's a person's appendix. Like, I don't <laughs> want to see that. Do you remember? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, that's pretty uh, much it. Well, he did my lap band. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you remember, like I was very specific. I was like, I want, I know you, you have video of everything you do. I want, I want a copy of, of mine. Mm-hmm. And I so know, I do remember that. And so he gave it to me and and me being the Apple guy I am, I used iDVD. So it had like a menu, you know, to pop up it's like play movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and later that night, cause it was just a day thing. I mean, you're in and out in less than a day. Yeah. It's not to say you weren't, you know, a little sore afterwards, certainly, but and it like everyone had already gone to bed and it was you and me up. And I said, Hey, I, this thing's finally done burning. you check it out with me. Mm-hmm. And you remember like five minutes in, we were both like, Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> and, and like, what is that? Is like, that your liver or is that? You're like, what? God, no wonder you're sore. Cause it was the little oh, yeah, thing. Like, right. you know, you don't, you. you see it from like, uh, above, like if it was, you know, a, on top of like bed covers and you're trying to stick your hand up except it would it kept pushing up and push until it finally broke through yeah and yeah we turned it off <laughs> nice and didn't you say you wanted him to do like a dvd commentary on yeah it or i said we should get him to do a dvd commentary 
That would be awesome. <laughs> it actually probably would have been the most boring thing in the world, actually. I don't know. You probably could have sold it to somebody. Yeah. How did yeah. you lap that? <laughs> That's right. You can come up with your own practice. You could. You know? And we could uh, we could shop it around to those uh, those places that that do the software training. Like you could pay for like uh, three months worth of like Photoshop training online yeah. with all the videos. <laughs> uh, which actually missed opportunity. Well, not really though. I mean, you're not going to find it on MacProTraining.com or whatever. But he, that's <laughs> what he traveled around and did, especially in in the later years, teaching other you know physicians uh how to do this procedure which i know nothing about yeah uh and i couldn't tell you why it's different than other procedures how but what i do know is that uh he was in high demand yeah uh for a couple days Mm. uh you know and like travis said he went all around the the world like at first it started out like Oh, you're going to California this weekend? That's cool. Wish I could go. Yeah. You know, oh, you're going to Cleveland? He was yeah, going well, to maybe you could San go by Francisco. yourself for that one. Yeah. You really wanted to go to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably a joke none of our listeners are going to understand. But. No, they know that gay people live in San Francisco. Okay. Well, they didn't know. <laughs> no, that. It's not a family secret. They didn't know. Now they know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's pretty widely known. I'm just saying because we have listeners in Germany. Oh, that's a good point. They probably, yeah. Ah. So now you look like the idiot, sir. Yeah, but you you, uh, brought up that point uh, a couple seconds after we pointed it out and you admitted defeat by, yeah, well. Uh, Oh, well, but the listeners around the world. Although I'm pretty sure that I think people all over the world and us being Americans, you know, makes sense to us. They they're pretty up on uh, things here in America. Okay, because everyone loves America. I think <laughs> that's, that's true. That's uh, if there's a universal truth out there, uh, that's the secret of the universe is that everyone loves America. Mm. We are the Lord's country. Wow, <laughs> that's right. We uh, wow. The, we, we live in the time <laughs> zone and, and of and our Lord. It should be right now the sound of crickets. That should yeah. Be <laughs> now we. Uh, we uh, say that central time zone is the time zone of our Lord. Mm. Central. Yes, central. Yeah. The well, only time zone that is as it should be. The, you know, there, man, there's no doubt that uh, that your dad loved medicine and uh, was a practitioner in the truest sense of the, the term and trained a lot of people. But And, uh, you know, he spent, man, it seemed like he was always on call. Every Every... He was on call even when he wasn't on call. He was on call a lot. Yeah, he was. He was. Especially in especially like back when, you know, me and Justin were ten and thirteen mm-hmm. and And whenever you were too young to even remember. Yeah. Whenever I I remember. I was only three when you were born. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean and whenever I was, you know, just old enough to, you know, have memories now was whenever he was going through medical school mm-hmm. which means like i never saw him pretty much yeah uh yeah there's a there's a picture that we have where it, it's of him graduating medical school and i'm just a baby and he's holding me and he's holding you which means you were i guess probably three or i guess three uh and uh who knows yeah 
So you were around whenever he was finishing up med school. Yeah. What's amazing about that is he was a brilliant chemist. Yeah. Uh, went to school to be a chemist and worked at, uh, I don't know if we Dow. can say the name. I yeah. Guess. We, oh, apparently we, we yeah. can. Dow Chemical. Yeah, and uh, he actually had uh, had patents that he yeah. was contractually obligated to uh, freely hand over. No, I think actually they literally paid him a dollar per patent. Really? Yeah, literally. That no, was the deal. That. Yeah, so, uh, so you take a really, uh, you know, very successful chemist and, uh, you know, imagine making pretty good money at Dow Chemical back in the day and come home from work and tell your wife, hey, I really like medicine. Let's do this medicine thing. And, man, you yeah, know. Yeah, by the way, they don't pay you to go to med school. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, there was a lot of folklore about uh, beanie weenies, and uh, that that's a canned, uh, processed, uh, almost food. <laughs> yeah. Stateside and just cheap and, you know, gave everything up to – to put themselves through school you know my uh my mom actually supported both of them and and me mm-hmm. and and you know uh towards the end travis you know because like travis said he was literally just a baby i think he graduated 88 didn't yeah he, he graduated so, yeah you weren't even a year old yeah and so uh you know medical school takes up so much you're just you know like there's there's a reason why there aren't like as many doctors as there are uh like bankers or you know that's that's the only kind of. That's it. And many yeah, more bankers and many more exactly. <laughs> okay, you know because it's you know same thing with lawyers is because there's so much schooling and education and it, and that education is so grueling mm. that it's it's like uh, basic training you know it's like boot camp yeah. it's hard for a reason yeah you know because you hold major responsibilities and so. You know, he, you know, even as a kid, he grew up really poor, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and worked just about, you know, you know, whenever, even whenever he was like uh 10 or whatever, like on the farm, yeah, do, you know, doing stuff with hay. I don't know what exactly. He got oranges for Christmas. Yes. Oh, oranges. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, we talk about poverty and we think, well, you know, you got the downs, the downsize uh, Xbox. But, no, we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, this is just the first generation iPad. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a bag of oranges or yeah. something. And you just think, man, that. I The story I heard was he got like a super cheap plastic helicopter mm-hmm. and a pack of underwear. Yeah. yeah. And after that, he went in his room and cried. Well, if, you know, if you're going to play with a helicopter, you have to have the proper underwear on. <laughs> Equipment. That's, 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 that's part of the thing. You, know? I mean, you, don't, you don't want to trust. Uh, you don't want to trust a kid with helicopter with, without the proper. Apparel. Maybe they thought he would be so excited by this helicopter that the new undies would be a necessity. Wow, I, I don't know. Maybe you never know. Maybe. Uh, but, but um, but yeah, so. You know, working was was not a new concept to him, but I think it not working. Uh, and by working, I'm defining that as doing services in exchange for money. You know, when he was in med school, mm-hmm. you know, our mom, which was a nurse, uh, which was not how they met, by the way, um, uh, was the one bringing in the money. Yeah, I think I have that right. Right, he. I 
don't I can't imagine I don't know 100%. I don't know either, but I feel pretty confident in saying that he was not working while he was going to med school. If anything, it was like maybe a weekend job at 7-Eleven or something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there was one time he was he was telling me that um I remember talking to him about just being tired about you know, I had, you know, three classes today. I'm pretty tired. He's only got, you know, seven hours of sleep. <laughs> and he was like, whenever I was your age, I was, he said I was teaching. Sleep hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. Back in my day. Uh, he said that he was teaching from like seven to 12, teaching chemistry, mm. and then doing like med school from, you know, 12 to seven or something like that and then had like two or three hours off and then was working a night job at Seven Eleven from like 10 to 5 okay maybe he did work and then, then had to do it all over mm-hmm. again at seven yeah and it was like man that really put things in perspective to me about mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to do the show tonight i'm a little tired yeah, pretty much and uh wow so he was, was if there was one thing he was it was a hard worker yeah. But I think the harder the work, the more fun he had. I don't I I think that he just was one of those people who like working was in a way uh fun. That's that's how he had fun. Yeah. Uh and it was it was like he approached everything he did as a puzzle. Absolutely. And once he put the pieces together, it's like, "All right, I figured it out." I'm going to move on to fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. All right, I figured it out. All right, I'm going to move on to scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've won two poker tournaments. I figured out poker. I'm going to move on to, you know, insert this. You know, uh, I was doing the hardest Sudokus they can do and finished them. I know I'm what I'll do on. next. Farmville. Yeah, Farmville. <laughs> I got up to a level, you know, 100 or whatever he was up to. It was like one of the highest that you could go. An inheritor. Yeah. And he was like, all right, did that. I think I'm going to quit Farmville and focus on something else. And so everything he did was like a puzzle. And when he finally put the pieces together, he was satisfied and moved on. And I I even think that's kind of how – that's not how it was particularly with surgery, but I think the the puzzle analogy still fits was – I'm going to figure out how to do this the best I can do. Because mm-hmm. I remember I asked him. It was all about the challenge. Yeah, the challenge. I remember I asked him uh, what the average time it takes for you to for a doctor to do an appendix surgery. And he said 35 minutes. And I asked him how fast he could do it. He said six minutes. <laughs> and it was. Which is one six. Or that's, he could do six appendectomies by the time a, a regular doctor could do one. And keep in mind that record we talked about earlier, he did not, like, just rush through it. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he had it down that much, like, yeah. that hardcore. It was it was a lot like, I as a guitarist, kind of being semi-self-taught, I imagine it was a lot like muscle memory, you know? Like, oh, yeah. you could try to explain to someone how to play a song, and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. And then you, you play it yourself, and you're like, okay, yeah, you slide down to the seventh fret or, or That's whatever. That's like trying to sh- show someone how to play a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, Which I tried to do, What does the, the Y button do? I, I got to play it for a couple <laughs> minutes so I can remember what it does. Mm-hmm. I've got an interesting story about that, and you weren't there for it. Uh, which I wished you you had been. I was able to uh, talk him into playing a level of Halo Reach. Okay. And uh, and you know he's 
it this was after a couple of days of, of me kind of half jokingly like hey yeah I want you to play come on yeah yeah like I'm tired I'm just, you know about to go to bed yeah whatever and I never expected him to ever take me up on it mm-hmm. but I was just kind of you know ribbing him about it. And he surprised me with a green one night after dinner. Okay. So I bring my Xbox down, hook it up in the living room, you know, move the couches out of the way, which is my my method because I have to be right next to the TV. So I put a, another chair right by me mm-hmm. and thought, this is either going to be amazing or this is just going to be one of the worst experiences <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, and that's what I thought going into it. Yeah. <clears throat> It was then brought to a whole nother level when he's like, how do you reload? And I said, hit X or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I taught you the basics of Halo. And by basics, I mean, you've asked me that question before. Yeah. And when I tell you hit X, you know what the, he's like, which one's X? <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. Okay. It's the blue one. I had to, pa- I had to pause the it. button. Yeah. I, I, had, I had to pause the game and go, okay. <laughs> Here's here's a quick rundown of the controller. Yeah. Uh, and I had to keep, whenever he would ask how to do something, I would have to, like, do a, one of those, you know, in, in a Word document, you could do a find and replace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to do one of those whenever I would say, yeah, X, find and replace. The blue one. Yeah. The uh, blue one. Uh, the red one. I remember when we were in Italy, and I had my PSP, and I was playing soccer on it. Uh, and I remember he was like, football. Yeah. And I remember he was like, uh, you know, what are you playing? I was like, oh, I'm playing whatever FIFA game it was for the PSP. Minus two years. Cause you, you're always like two years out of date with your FIFA games. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just bought the new FIFA today, actually. Did you? Yeah. Um, so for yeah. PSP? No. Okay. For the 360. Oh, uh, awesome. We'll have to talk about that at some other point. Yeah. And, um. And I remember he was like, well, you know, how do you play? And so I was showing it to him, and he was like, well, let me play a game. So I I gave him the the PSP system, and I remember he just held it in his hands. Like, he had just had, like, a it, was a, it was a baby alien. He had no idea what to do with it. Like, it was so foreign to him. And I I taught him how to play soccer. And he, he even bought himself a PSP when we got back mm-hmm. with the same soccer game so he could play it. He also, oddly enough... Never opened it, but he bought God of War 2, I think. Really? Yeah, which is out of all the games. That's funny. Yeah. No, I remember I remember seeing him play the soccer game on there. Yeah, I, I saw him a couple times playing it, but he, I just remember seeing uh, in his uh, – because there was a GameStop bag sitting in his, in his office here at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't get anything from GameStop. I wonder if Travis did and didn't bring it. And it was a, you know, PSP box and yeah. the FIFA game, which was already open, you know, and I yeah. opened it up and the game wasn't in there. And then an unopened God of War 2 or something. I thought, wow, that was, that's, an, that's, that's, that's an odd second choice. Yeah. But whenever we played Halo, he started out kind of, again, just kind of humoring me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll play with you. By the end of, we played a... Uh, um, Pillar of Autumn, with you know, last level okay. on, on easy, of course. Yeah. Uh, and b- by the end, and he died a fair amount. And <laughs> Ted, I don't know if you know anything about Halo, but fair you amount. have to be trying to uh, die um, <laughs> to get killed on easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, and he died a fair amount. This was on co-op, too. So, yeah. you know. But 
by the end of it, he was sitting the same way I sit, which is on the edge of my seat, hunched forward. About three three inches from the TV. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And he was getting into it. Yeah. And I I truly thought, whenever I said, you want to play another one? I, I am positive that had it not been as late as it was and his day wasn't as busy as it was mm-hmm. he was he would play another one yeah mm. but uh, he's, he's kind of like you like you might have fun doing something that you didn't think you would enjoy doing but then after you're done doing it and you let it sit you're like oh that's probably just a one time yeah that's i might not do that again necessarily yeah and unfortunately i was never able to get him to play anymore uh but i i will i will never forget how uh how like how uh, uninformed is not the right word, but how uh, how like on such a toddler level, I guess. <laughs> okay, it was like wow. If if I uh, <laughs> well no, because I mean, like I said, whenever he got into a game, he dominated I'm just that game. Fascinated the way your mind works. Well, I can't I can't think of the right word, but uh, just you know like. Is this what? How you spell Xbox? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and one thing he did that always got on my nerves is he never bothered to turn his iPod over to look and see how it, it's correctly spelled. This is just one of those really nitpicky things. Okay. I, whenever he would print out our itineraries for mm. trips, mm-hmm. he would always have capital I dash lowercase pod. Okay. And I. Never did, but I always wanted to come down and say, what the heck is an i-pod? Are you referring to my digital music player known as an iPod? That yeah. is pretty nitpicky. Yeah, it, and you know what else? What's that? He made you ride a bus. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's, that's uncalled for. I know. I mean, it was an all-day bus tour going yeah. to places that, yeah. for me personally, I did not care about, and it was an all-day thing. <laughs> We went to Stonehenge. Do you remember cool. that video we shot of him that day, though? Whenever no. uh, I had the camera on the night vision because I had got a video camera for this trip. Was it nighttime? And no, but we yeah. were in like a cave. It was at uh, Bath. Yeah. Uh, I remember going there, but I don't remember you taking and a video. Like, you could get those things at this, you know, stop that we were like the audio tours. And he had that. They were like little wands mm-hmm. type things that you could put around your neck, I guess. And he was... Walking, holding his, and it fell, and, like, the battery compartment, like, busted on it. And and so it was so loud. Because, again, it was like a cave. Like, we were enclosed by stone, and so, like, it echoed. And, like, the microphone in that camera was, you know, not a very great microphone, but it picked up just the right frequencies to where, like, it enhanced how how echoey uh-huh. that was and like he he like kind of oh, what oh, i dropped it i'll pick it up and then he dropped something else again and it was even, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna have to dig that up i know i have it somewhere awesome. now that you say that uh, I, I remember that yeah i vaguely remember that he mm-hmm. was fiercely competitive oh absolutely <laughs> that's, that's, he was that, that's the uh sum total of the yeah he was that's where i get it from mm-hmm. yeah i'm not nearly as competitive as you are in things that are openly competitive. Yeah. Like I I'm competitive about other things. Like you know, like I want to put out the best quality podcast in the world. Like that's not yeah. something you t- you typically tend to think of as a competitive thing, but the things that I know how to do, I I'm very competitive about. Yeah. Mm. Um 
But I know for me personally, uh, one thing I, I did everything I could. Um, but you know, he loved real time strategy games. And I remember for Christmas, it wasn't even my Christmas present to him. I just said, can I, can I please like change your life? Mm-hmm. Can you, will you try out Starcraft too? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't played it personally, but every person I've heard talk about this game, even people who aren't real time strategy game, uh, real time strategy fans say that it was like one of the greatest games they had ever played. And you love this. You love, you know, real time strategy games. Please give it a try because mm. from everything that I, you know, I'm hearing about it, like you're going to fall in love with this game. And I, I, you know, went out and bought it, you know, like rushed out at 830 to go to the store before they closed at nine o'clock, brought it back. Mm. All like, you know, mission accomplished, sir. Here yeah. you go. Handed him. And he never played it. He kept playing Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> But wow. I know that he would have had a blast, especially with the multiplayer, yeah. I think. Because I, it's one thing playing against a computer. Uh, I think he would have gotten off so much on on actually uh, playing and hitting other people mm-hmm, yeah. in, a, in a matchmaking setting where it was, you know, matching you based on uh, your skill. Yeah. He would have loved it. I, I, that's one thing, like... Because as we got older, we kind of, sh- you know, had less and less in common. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with, with you, maybe, if I can speak for you, Trav, I think as you got older, you guys had more and more in common. Um, Sort of. Me and him always had stuff in common. Though. I mean, yeah, me and him had stuff, too. But I, but as I got older, I, you know, so I, I thought, you know, he'd lo- I see him, I've seen him play video games from, you know, the moment I, some of my earliest memories we he had a Star Trek game that I tried to play, and my mom had to call him like a week straight every day mm-hmm. uh, because I couldn't remember how to get past this certain part. So he, and this was like you know early nineties where, you know, and he like, said push X. He's like you have to go talk to the you have to go That's talk the to the button. guy about the about these rocks. Then you have to take the rock to go see this. Uh, like it was yeah, and uh, and so I always. Once I started to get more and more into gaming, I thought, well, ma- maybe we could share some of this. Mm. And I, you know that that's one thing that I I, I regret that I, I wasn't able to persuade him to give the game an actual try. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting was that the service, uh, I think, I think it was expressed in a couple of different ways that there wasn't. There wasn't a memory of anything that he couldn't do, you know, that he was good at everything. Mm. And then Claire, when we got in the car, she said, you do realize that you pointed out two things that he sucked at. Right. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, I did. Because, I? yeah, that was me that made the statement uh, that, I'm sorry, I didn't that mean he was it. good at, that, at everything that he did. And I remember thinking that Justin went up there and immediately said, Travis said that he said that there was a lot of things that he did, but playing or whatever, playing guitar was not one of them or something like that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have rethought that one line, but well, it's, it's a, it's a good memory to have, but he, he did, he wasn't a very good guitar player. The things that mattered, I think. Is oh what yeah. Meant. That's the yeah. best thing. And golf, he, of course he sucked at golf. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's that you know what? I'm trying to think everything that he got like even semi interested in 
you could tell like a vast improvement. You know, he would mm-hmm. improve faster than a normal human being, mm. except I think for golf. I ne- it's because he never had the time to dedicate exactly himself right. to yeah. it. Like oh, exactly I don't right. know. I mean, I think you forget because uh, I was I got into golf around the same time he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he played. Uh, you know, maybe not as much as you know. He didn't. Maybe he didn't spend as much time doing golf as you know as much as he did. Uh, you know, with you know some of the other stuff that he got really into. But I, I think he played more than than you think he did, and he definitely spent time. Like, remember how any time you turned on the TV in the living room at that time, it was always on the stupid golf. Channel? I don't remember that. Oh my god! Oh yeah, man, it was Golf Channel and Golf Digest, Ugh. and but yeah, yeah it, it was. Yeah, no, okay. I, no, I think you're right, man. It was it was just a time limitation because there was a. We would go out almost every Saturday and play this little cow pasture out in Roy City mm-hmm. and uh, Aki. Yeah, 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 the Aki Ranch. Now it's called the International Mega Center of Golf. Or Are you serious? So I'm sure your international listeners have heard of it. <laughs> it's an international headquarters. But apparently. no one in Dallas has heard of it. So I don't know what that's a... I Is that where the famous the, mud pit? Uh, the, yeah, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah and, and I remember saying to him, what's up with golf? And he said, I just don't, I don't have four hours to invest. You know, it takes four hours to play a decent round of golf. And he said, I just can't. Yeah, I don't have the time to to do that. So I don't have any. If there were, if there was such a word as retirement in his vocabulary, which I don't know that there was. I don't think there uh, was. I could see him playing golf and getting much better. I yeah. mean, he wouldn't have to have gotten much better to beat me, but <laughs> but he was always worse than I was. So that's I loved playing golf with your dad. Yeah, I just think if you fed your ego. A little oh, bit. it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, other people suffering. I I love that. that that's my treasure. I do have to say that uh, um, I remember whenever, you know, I was maybe like in second or third grade, maybe even more like kindergarten or first grade, whenever he was really into playing guitar. Mm. I was so young that I don't really even remember how that sounded. Like back whenever he was like into playing guitar, Mm -hmm. I think you could put that up there with golf. Yeah. Of like, if you looked at it in a ratio of how much time he spent uh, consuming information and practicing a, a hobby, mm. if you look at uh, the ratio of how much time spent to how you know uh, improvement, um, mm. guitar and golf, I think, would be ones where the time spent uh, was in the negative. Like the the improvement was in the negative. If we're going to look at it as like a halo stat, okay. It was you know he would. Whereas if you looked at all the rest of his stuff, anything that he got into, like even painting. Remember when he was the brief period that he was all into painting? He went on a couple like week long, uh, yeah, trips to like Arizona where they go paint stuff every day. Yeah, he got pretty good pretty yeah, quick. He was really good at painting. You know, most things that he, you know, decided to get interested in, he improved faster than a normal person. Yeah. However, I think golf and guitar were just things that, for whatever reason, which is weird, too, because the whole hand-eye coordination thing with uh, mm-hmm. gu- with guitar and and all that, you would, you would think that 
it would have been a natural thing. So I don't know how good he was whenever he was like really into it and reading the guitar magazines when they came in the mail, you know. Watching the guitar channel. <laughs> I wish there was a guitar channel, man. <laughs> VH1 had had promise back in the day whenever they were doing all the behind the musics and, and stuff had, like that. They have behind the music now, but now it's about different like rappers and pink and like a lot of weird people I just don't care about at all. Yeah. Um, but with that, I'm going to end my time here. Yeah, dude, you spent an hour and 12 minutes. Good. Wow, that's a good that's a, hour uh, and 12 minutes. Maybe it's two shows. I don't know. How long is the show? Uh, recently, we've gotten, and they went way longer than we wanted them to, but they went over three hours. Really? Yeah. Wow. We, wow. Yeah, that's because we, we've been uh, – very fortunate to have uh some really great fans who really enjoy uh like emailing us and and you know interacting with us and we love to interact with them and so we want to get to every single mm. piece of correspondence we can get to mm-hmm. uh un- you know unfortunately though that takes a little time yeah well you know i would say uh there's no doubt that there's there are several hospitals uh around the neighborhood here that are filled with people who who loved your dad and he gave an incredible amount of time there uh and he was extremely good at what he did uh, and i know that from a time ratio you know you talk about that how much time he spent there versus doing other things uh what i can uh say is that uh, your dad loved both of you guys very very much and uh whether or not the time ratio works out or not, you know he he loved you very much, and that's it's a, it was a, he was a he was a good honorable man in that way, and uh, but just in the same way that he was, uh, as much as that love existed, uh, he was a man who was very much in uh, aware of his human frailties and limitations. Couldn't, yeah. let, couldn't let you go in the house without, uh, or wherever it is you're going. You know, yeah. I mean, you've probably got a party or something. Yeah, no, that's where I'm going. <laughs> He's totally going to go, like, drink a couple. Uh, what's what's the drink this week? Work on drunken uh, tat, T, T, and J, or whatever. <laughs> drunken <Yeah>. tat. <laughs> I have to remember that that's one. That's a different um, show altogether. That's whenever that's... Travis spins off and gets, gets his version of, like, Joey. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Wow. Um, I, I am going to get a tattoo, though. Oh, really yeah, know. that's right. Um, it's going to be the tattoo that he always wanted to get. Okay. Which is the could, topless woman, like, <laughs> with the he, grass he wanted, skirt. Yeah, yeah. Like much coke, in the same way those, like, be- yeah. those beach shirts go for women, where it's, like, spray-painted the, <laughs> the bikini and stuff. Okay. He thought that would make people smile when he took off his shirt. Wow. So yeah, Travis is exactly has, what I'm getting. You know, that could have gone Travis way, lost the bet and yeah. therefore is getting that tattoo. <laughs> so what's uh, the tattoo of? It's going to be the the caduceus symbol, uh-huh. which is uh, the medical symbol, the pole that has two snakes going yeah. up hey, there with the wings. And uh, uh, and he always wanted to get that, but instead of the pole, it'd be a scalpel. Mm. And, uh, and he never got around to getting that. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to get. Uh, with like his initials underneath it. That's cool. And and which which part of your? Uh, yeah, I was going to be like thing. on my left shoulder blade. Oh, right. you just are left, you for sure on that? Yeah, left upper part of the back. Now let me ask you: How many people uh, have you asked for what what would be the best place to get it? 
Uh, about four or five, and, mm. and they all pretty much agree. Okay. Because I don't want it on my arms, and I don't want it anywhere below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get it there? See that, baby? You, you see that right there? Yeah. That's, that, that's in honor of my dad. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so that would be. I don't you know want what? any of that. That's not good. That's no. got to be the most painful I, thing in the world. I, I smell new album art from the show. <laughs> and uh, just don't rule it out. Just, just, just pretty ma- much rule that. Think about it. I'll do it if you do it. Okay, I'd I'd get that. Okay, you go first though. Okay, <laughs> and uh, so that. The upper left part of my back is just kind of process of elimination. Mm. Like, I know I don't want it here. I know you I don't get it want on it your there. neck. Mm. Nah, I don't want it on my neck. He's a professional man. No, yeah. No, no, no yeah. So, on the left left part of the... The snake should start, like, at your wrist and snake all the way up your arm and neck and down your other <laughs> arm and down to one leg. <laughs> okay. That's I'll think snake. about it. If you want to take my advice. Okay. Which I clearly love to do all the time. <laughs> Yeah, mm. you you certainly hold my advice in such high regard. I really mm. do. All right, so with that, I'm going to get out of here. All right. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Ted. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to hearing the you know, next part of the show. Yes. And, uh, every, and uh, everybody out there. Get ready for, uh, I guess, Tuesday. Is that right? Yes. CE anniversary. It's coming out. Yes. So everybody out there, stay golden. Thank you. And with that, it is down to two. And Ted, uh, down to two. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you and him, uh, especially at the time, were. Uh, I guess you, him, and uh, another friend, Randy Penn, mm. were like inseparable. Mm. What kind of stuff did y'all do? Well, we did. Uh, Other than the back porch group. Oh, other than the back porch group? Yeah, like, uh, did y'all just ever go and, like, hang out somewhere? Yeah, yeah, man. We uh, we went and saw the Eagles at the uh, American Airlines Center. Oh, that was the, the was that when they first opened it? It was the Hell Freezes Over Tour. And uh, it was probably, hands down, the greatest concert I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was awesome. But your dad had a propensity to invite us into his world of, of riches. <laughs> I you mean, know, you know, from from our vantage point, from a lot of people's vantage point, uh, you know, your dad was rich. He was he was wealthy in in many respects, and uh, you know, I watched him deal with that throughout some experiences that we were in. But uh, yeah, so we do some concerts, and uh, we'd go and hang out and eat at Joe's Crab Shack and stuff that I couldn't afford otherwise. And, uh, you know, he'd spoil me with getting Dungeness <laughs> steamed crabs. And, uh, you know, we'd have a couple of pints. That sounds international, doesn't it? Yes. Look at me. Hey, I'm international. <laughs> and, uh, no, so, uh, yeah, we, we would go and uh, just, you know, have fellowship is what we would call it. You know, just have some kickback time. and But, you know, the back porch was central to... It was like the nervous system of the relationship, you know. And there were some other guys who came and oh, went yeah. throughout the years. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, those were really the, the times when we really talked about things that were of substance. You know, I mean, it was a, it was an incredible uh, – <laughs> yeah, at the service I talk about uh, being on the back porch and there being smoke in the air and laughter and, you know – 
all kinds of philosophy and discussions of ethics and morality and just anything you could think of, you know, our families, our kids, as you guys were growing up. Uh, you may remember you dated my daughter for a season. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you saw what Lacey wrote on my Facebook wall. I didn't realize it was on my, again, because I'm not Facebook literate. Yeah, I thought well, that was a private message until I got a something later that, that same night. Uh, someone liked the comment. She said, did did you did your eyes bug out when Ted thought he was being funny too? Yeah, well, you know, it was it was it was funny. It was yeah, funny. Yeah, I tried to be funny. It was I mean, funny. That's, that's that's what I did. I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, our kids were growing up at the same time, and uh, we were involved in the same social groups in in the in a church type setting and in a religious setting. And uh, I I am not just for listeners. Uh, information i'm not a medical practitioner uh nor anything that would equate to wealthy or socially elite of any stretch of the imagination <laughs> your uncle ted you're about as elite as it gets <laughs> oh yeah well think of, out of all the people that were that were that had anything to do with the service whether it was speaking mm-hmm. or being there or anything uh whenever you mentioned to us that that night when you came over to work with me on the song uh, when you said, why don't we do one of these about your dad? Yeah. I couldn't, I, like these past weeks, ever since you said that, I haven't been able to, to think about mm. anything else. Mm. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know. And, he, and I can't imagine anybody else sitting across the table from me mm. right now doing this with me than you. Well, you're very kind to let me come on and do this. I mean, it's, it, it's important for me too. Uh, in fact, you know, it's, it's been a couple over a week since we we talked about that we would do this uh, last time we talked about it was at the service and that's been a a while back but yeah you know and i had just kind of personally gotten through some of my own kind of cathartic uh issues and and resolution uh grieving my friend and uh when you when you text today and said hey let's do the do the show tonight i was almost a little like oh man cuz now i got to go talk about doc again and i was just kind of getting over some of that but but yeah, man. I mean, I think it's very fitting. Uh, I think you and Travis uh, are two versions of the same man. I think so uh, too. And you know, <laughs> what I said to you that night when we came over to, to work on the song uh, was that when I I actually listened to you had told me in the hospital that you were doing podcasting now and that you and Trav had a show and and I actually went and listened to it was like <laughs> the May fifth show of last year, drunken. Drunken Jet. Jet. And it was actually the this year. Uh, this year. And uh, <laughs> it was, I believe it was the episode when we talked about how drunk Travis got. Uh, it was it was it was coined as the greatest story ever told. I'm not sure <laughs> that that's necessarily the greatest story ever told, but uh, it, it had its comedic values. And uh, but when I, I heard when I listened to the podcast uh, and actually played some for my wife and uh you know, which is kind of scary in and of itself because there, it's a couple of, uh, you know, it's not necessarily PG type yeah. show, which is, you know, it's okay. I'm not a prude or anything like that. But, but, but I mean, let's let's be honest, though. Why don't you tell everybody what, what you do do, though? What I do do. Yes. <laughs> I am a clergy. I am a missionary in the inner city of Dallas, Texas. Yes. And uh, back, uh, your dad and I spent a lot of time working in churches together. He was, 
uh, a part of our elder board, uh, as we might call it in some circles. And uh, he was a spiritual leader. That's how I, I remember him uh, in that setting, and uh, I was as well. And so a lot of our fellowship we had uh, was conversations about theology and uh, church work and trying to help people. And that fits right in the vein with the medical profession and other interests that he had. And drunken jet. <laughs> and drunken jet. So, uh, so like, you know, uh, yeah, so for me, man, you know, I'm not a prude or anything. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a little bit racy at times. And uh, Yeah, I have to say, whenever you told, whenever you told me that you had listened to not only what we had done, but that specific episode, <laughs> if my mom said she listened to that episode, I, you know, yeah. it's like I tell Travis, anytime you, you feel like that, you just have to own it because yeah. that's all you can yeah, do. Sure. But I, do. I would be lying if I didn't say that I didn't, I, I didn't feel a little, uh, little ashamed a bit. Well, especially because no. if you would have listened to uh geekiest show ever, we, we can't be explicit on that show. Oh, I see. Okay. So it, yeah, I, I went right for the juggler. You the, certainly the, did. You, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought if it's the greatest story ever, I mean, I got to hear that. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, but, the, but what I said was, uh, after listening to the show, I was impressed by the quality of the show. Uh, and, uh, but what I said to Justin was, uh, man, you guys are doing the back porch. You yeah, know? and that's and that's really, I think I think both of you really embody. Uh, a lot of Doc, uh, the man I called Doc, and uh, so it's interesting to listen to you have the banner back and forth, and you know just the kind of witty jesting and and whatever. But yeah, he was. Uh, that was pretty much. This is kind of what the back porch was. You know, it was a place where you'd come and discuss, and the conversation might start with theology, and you know, end in some discussion of, of ethics or uh, the meaning of a Pink Floyd song, the meaning of a Pink Floyd song, you know, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, wah, wah pedal <laughs> versus, uh, you know, some pedal that was out that was emulating the wah, wah at the time. And, you know, archaic stuff like that. Nobody cared about one of the greatest. <laughs> I care about. <laughs> and, stuff well, like yeah, that. I mean, I do too. That's, that's, and so did your dad. That's, that's why we, we are who we are and what we're doing tonight. But, as you think, as I think back on it, uh, some of the the reoccurring themes uh, on the back porch was uh, he was fascinated by the idea that the universe is expanding, and that whole <laughs> kind of uh, classic kind of almost stoner riff, you know, <laughs> if if the universe is expanding, what is it expanding into, you know, and uh, not just as a point of just sort of, uh, you know gibber but but he really was you know scientifically he was he was really thinking about that and now did he mean like uh by the universe expanding like our knowledge of what happens outside of no he means like the the universe is actually in itself expanding it's growing beyond its limits uh, according to scientists. And so I was about to say, this sounds way over. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's way over our heads too, probably, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, so if the universe is in fact growing and expanding, you ever wonder, man, uh, like yeah. if the universe, like it grows with us, <laughs> That's man, right, man. That's, yeah, for sure. And, and so we would have, you know, conversations about that and, and you can't, have a worldview that involves, uh, God and not, think about that uh and so anyway so so that's an interesting one of the things and and we and he loved the novel of planet of the apes the, really the, the literature of the planet of the apes 
uh, and mentioned, you know, at the end of the book uh, is when you find out, not unlike the movie because you can clearly see it, but as you read the book, it's not until the, the last uh, pages of the book that you realize that the astronauts are actually the apes and the humans are, are who you would think the apes would be if you were just reading it thinking in terms of, you know, uh, obviously the apes are apes and the humans are humans. But And by reason of the fact that they can reason and talk and all that, that they must be uh, humans. So anyway. I think he enjoyed the that newest movie that was out. The, oh, yeah? Uh, the, which, whatever had something to do with that story. Yeah. I'm not well, quite sure. Well, there's, there's several. Uh, anyway, I, your listeners probably don't care about no, the you know what? versions of Here's Planet the thing. The is, is, but we're doing, and I, I kind of tried to say it without saying it at the beginning, but this, whenever I said if you guys were hoping for another episode mm, of yeah. whatever show, you're going to have to wait one more week because this is the show that, you know, we feel we need to do. So, yeah. I, you know, if, if people are, you know, bored with with what's going on now they you know this is the one time i don't have a problem with them turning it off because yeah. we're not this is the one episode we're not doing for anybody but ourselves mm-hmm. so don't don't let that uh yeah yeah i'm actually looking on itunes right now to see if they have that as an audiobook i don't see it yeah i don't know i don't i don't even know if it would be in print anymore in oh yeah you can old. get it at, as a uh as an ebook oh really mm-hmm. the old kindle huh yeah, or uh, iBooks on the. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it was it was the irony <laughs> of that, and and I think really just overall, man, there was a real sense of just knowing of um, of the human condition, you know, of this of this idea of, of our uh, our human frailties, our limitations, and and one of the things that that Doc was, uh, in fact, at the hospital, I had a conversation with Michael. Uh, I would have liked to get Michael on too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would have loved to have done that. I'm sure that he would have loved to have said something at the service as well. But Michael is one of those guys who his memory is is very sharp. He's he's sentimental, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But he remembers things with a crystal kind of clarity. I mean, he could go back, you know, five or ten years and talk about shirt colors and, you know, what the weather was I, like. I have and, the same thing. Yeah, okay. See, well, I'm on the other end of the spectrum <clears throat> where I'm like, I'm lucky if I can remember five or six things <laughs> <laughs> that had happened over over the years. So, uh, so anyway, we were, I was talking to him and, and we were talking about Doc and we were talking about uh, some theology type stuff. Michael was... Uh, my brother-in-law, who is a back porch parishioner uh, of, of some level, yeah, and uh, you know, certainly had an interest in some of the things that we were talking about. But, but he said, you know, he's the one that reminded me that that Doc used to say in quite a bit, uh, "God gets me," you know. And there's something about that awareness. Uh, he didn't. Uh, I, I don't think that he doubted God's existence at all. I think the the science drove him to say, "Hey, man, there's there's got to be something besides this." And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think it's it's kind of uh, it happened almost in the exact opposite way you would think mm. of a scientist coming to a conclusion about that uh, issue. Mm. Um, although you know, may, uh, maybe it's more common than I'm I'm letting on, but you know, it's it was through science mm. that that he you know felt 
the conviction conviction mm-hmm. not in spite of it yeah yeah well maybe that's more common than than i'm aware of but i yeah i, I don't know i mean there there is certainly a, a a wide spectrum of people who have begun on a search of things uh perhaps somewhat in an agnostic position uh and uh, found their way to belief or faith, you know, which is, you know, faith is not certainty, you know, it's uh, it's faith. And so, anyway, long story short, uh, when he said God gets me, you know, it wasn't like it, it was an excuse to be uh, flaky about something or it wasn't a, a rationale for some bad decision that he might have made or uh, something that, uh, you know, an excuse of any sorts, but... It was just this kind of awareness and resting in uh, the reality that, uh, I'll say if, just for the sake of of conversation, uh, if there is a God uh, and he created us, then he is totally in touch with who I am as a person and what I am capable of and what I'm not capable of. So I'm not going to try to be pretend to be somebody I'm not. And, man, there's a real uh, peace that can be arrived by drawing that conclusion. You know, I mean, that's that's clearly not, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a conversation you wanted to have or not. No, but. dude, I, yeah, where it, like I said before we start recording, wherever it takes us is where, okay, all right. where so, it goes. So, you know, uh, there's a lot more involved in uh, being a God-centered or, or Christ-centered person, haven't brought Christ into the conversation much but uh you know in terms of just having an appreciation for who you are uh as a human being and uh, the being able to appreciate god and and law i think doc long forgot i heard something today you can tell me if it's true or not uh, i heard that uh his briefcase was opened, and there were commentaries in there. Have you heard that, or is that folklore? What, what do you mean, uh, commentaries? Like, like a, a, com- he, a commentary is an explanation of like a Bible book. And uh, I don't, I don't know anything. Uh, about anyway, that. I was just interested in that. We can edit that out. That's just the thought. That I, <laughs> it's just something random. I'm going to loop it for five minutes. <laughs> no, it's something random so that is came it up. Like at something dinner. like a almost a journal type thing, or, or something that you would go out and buy that you would want to read. Or okay, I guess I, I'm I'm a little confused. Right, as the, imagine that you wrote a book that was designed to explain the intricacies of Halo. To someone like me who's never played it, or maybe I've played it, but I don't really get it. And uh, the dummies book, uh, well, kind of. And that's a, a commentary on a biblical book is like that. It's really just someone's opinion, but and quote expert opinion. And uh, so I was told at dinner, uh, Clara heard that uh, someone told her that uh, because it, it it brought the person who had found it or it was telling the the. The rumor, I guess, at this point, it's it's not confirmed. If and if it, it's if it's rumored to be out there, I'll I'll help you hunt it down. Yeah, I mean, I, if, I'm just you know I was curious. It doesn't for some people that would bring them some sense of um, peace, kind of uh, that he was still interested in in biblical things or or theology at some. I can measure. I can tell you that if he did it, it would have been. N- not maybe so much lately, mm-hmm. 
uh, it would have been around the time y'all were doing back porch stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know when the last time he had opened a briefcase or not. But uh, anyway, so I know he had several that just hadn't. Mm. I'd be looking for like an iPod cable somewhere, so I didn't have to go up to my room. <laughs> and I, I'd be like, he's got to have one somewhere. And uh-huh. Got like eight briefcases uh-huh. just full of like uh-huh. yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a, he was a Bible teacher for a season at uh, a couple of the churches that we were a part of. So that's you know it wouldn't have been uncommon for him to have something like that at his disposal. But uh, somehow I got to talking about that because I was mentioning you know how comfortable in his own skin he was. Uh, you know, so I think there's a couple of layers of subtext, you know, to to who he was and what he was about. You know, so. Uh, I think there's a sense in which he was really trying from time to time uh, to to make sure that he never experienced the poverty and to make sure that his family never experienced the poverty that, that he had experienced. <clears throat> See, I think that if that's – if uh, it would, and I'm sure that that drove him on some level, but yes. I think that that actually um, – that was m- – on a more subconscious level than mm. conscious level. I mm. think quite honestly, and he would, you know, sometimes come, you know, come home and be like, you know, I'm, I'm out working all day to bring the, the, put the food on the table. And I, and I always wanted to say, look, no, wait, time out. You didn't go out working because you wanted to put food on the table. Mm. You went out working because you love working. Okay. Like, let's not, mm. let's not, you know, mm. let, let's call a spade a spade. All mm. right. Uh, you, you enjoy what you do. Okay. Like a byproduct of you doing what you do is that it puts food on the table. Mm. Uh, if you didn't get paid for what you did, I'm positive you would still be doing it. Yeah. I like, and so I, whenever he would bring that up, it, maybe as it's just spoiled rich kid in me. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I, I hope that's not what it is. I, that's mm. consciously that's not what it is. But I. That argument never held any water to me be- yeah. uh, because I, you know, he only did what he was interested in mm-hmm. and, and what, you know, and all that. And so, you know, that was one of his interests that never, uh, never got replaced with yeah. painting or, or Farmville or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, it was a constant challenge and, uh, you know, but beyond anything else, he was good at it, and he mm-hmm. knew he was good at it. Yeah, well, I would just say, you know, I mean, uh, years That's ago. not to say I'm not thankful. Sorry, I didn't remember. That's yeah. not to say I'm not thankful for yeah. what he did. And like I yeah. said, I'm sure on some level that had something to do with it. But yeah. But no. yeah. No, it, it, it absolutely had it had a lot to do with it, at least in, in the beginning. And I'm not, I'm not here tonight on the pseudo back porch to, to – uh, to judge 21st century pool <laughs> or uh, back porch. But, you know, I, w- I would say uh, <coughs> that he was, I think there, there were uh, inclinations in him to, uh, to make sure that that didn't happen. Uh, now that notwithstanding, I think years will prove, uh, uh, and you, you may uh, come to understand that as a father, uh, there's not a there's not a lot. Um, well, there's probably just a lot more to that, you know, than than, than as a 
uh, and I'm not saying you're childish or childlike or just saying as a child of someone, uh, I think it may be difficult at times to see some of that, but I mean, like, you know, I'm, I just know that whenever he, like that would just, that was always, that would always be the first thing that popped into my mind. Anytime Mm -hmm. he, he started on, on that. Yeah. Well, and I'm not, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, I felt like he was, he was making the same argument that I would make if I said, I, you know, I went to guitar center or or wherever Mm. And I got caught in traffic. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that was hard being caught yeah. in traffic. It's like, well, yeah, okay, you were caught in traffic, but, but I mean, you you went to Guitar Center and, and got enjoyment out of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little hard to feel sorry for you mm-hmm. whenever you got caught in traffic, whenever mm-hmm. you went and, you know, yeah. Yeah. got fulfillment by going somewhere, like to the Apple Store or something. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure that he would have operated on people for free. I mean, that's uh, that is not a... And and let me just say, which he did on several occasions. Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, one of one of the most uh, um, giving Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. doctors I've ever heard of, and I I think maybe the best example. And I'm not going to name any names, but there's a you know a friend that he had uh, that worked at you know the hospital too. Mm -hmm. Um, For a brief period, I worked up at the hospital, Mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, you know, growing up around my dad, like, uh, being, a, being a kid, like, I, you know, he was attached to his beeper, yeah, his sure. pager, and it oh, would yeah. go off all the time. Mm-hmm. And that just got replaced with, they would just start calling him instead of beeping mm-hmm. him. And, uh, and that just happened so, so much. Like, I just thought, hey, well, that's part of every doctor's, you know, mm-hmm. everyday work. And so whenever I was working up at the hospital, they were like, oh, we got a page so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. He gets so upset if you, Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. bother him, you know, or whatever. And so I knew him. I was like, I don't care. I'll here, give it to me. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Like, what's he going to (laughs) do? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of using my position as, you know, to help everybody else out. Mm -hmm. But like the way that they, as soon as they heard that we might have to try to get in touch with this other doctor, they're like dread just came over everybody's face. Mm -hmm. Cause they're like, Oh, he, he yells. And, and like, and I'm sure you were there several times too. Whenever my dad would get a call or a page mm-hmm. and answer it, mm-hmm. hey, this is Doctor Bryce. You know, like yeah. friendly. Sure. That was like, yeah. That was uh, a, a huge, uh, as far as my opinion of uh, of of him, especially like professionally. Mm. It like, oh wow, okay, I see. He's not the rule. Mm. He's re- he was really more the exception Mm. uh and you know he you know he told me that you know he's done several like surgeries that you know were fairly expensive uh and didn't worry about collecting yeah because that's not what it was about again because he got enjoyment out of it Mm -hmm. it wasn't a it wasn't like okay i'm getting up and i am going to the factory Right. To make some money to mm-hmm. therefore live by. It was like, oh, wow, there, people actually pay you to do this? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, – I, I don't uh, I don't disagree in terms of the certainly the generosity. And, and he would have he would have operated for free and, and did, as you say, uh, for, for people. He was surrounded by people uh, who wanted things. Uh, You're talking to number one right here. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> – uh, 
I had two personal goals in every conversation I had with Doc. One was uh, not to talk about medicine and not to talk about money. Yeah. Uh, Everybody, not everybody, that's unfair. Most of the people in his life uh, wanted free medical advice, sometimes free medical care, and some of them, quite frankly, just wanted some cash. And he was very generous uh, and we with could, both, with both of those things, uh, but uh, that notwithstanding, there there is a certain subtext that that every man uh, it is built upon, you know. So so there are some overriding principles. One is this this desire to see that that my family is taken care of. Uh, there's also the propensity to think that we we are uh, what we do for a living. Uh, and that is uh, sometimes we can we can work ourselves into such a such a way that we actually think that that our only value is what we do, and I think some of, sometimes a, a man can spend uh, a, more time at his toil or at his work than maybe is necessary, uh, usually because. Uh, for some men, that's the only place where they feel that they are in control of things, you know. Uh, so let, let me stay at the factory or, or let me work late, you know, let me close the restaurant up, although somebody else could do it. Because when I'm here and I'm on the job, I'm in control. I know, mm-hmm. I, you know. Uh, but outside of that context, maybe in terms of relationships or uh, maybe even it's just uh, something within themselves that that they feel out of control of about, and so so there's you know there's some subtext here that that every every man uh, has to wrestle with, and so I think that there was uh, I watched uh, Doc wrestle. Uh, man, I really think you need to let Travis listen to all this before you air any of it, <laughs> because I'm just I'm way off the reservation no, in terms like of this is. You know, come on the show and tell a cute story, uh, but but I don't just mean, make sure it's funny. Yeah, make no. sure it's funny. Uh, <laughs> do you have a beverage in here? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, will, I will take something. Uh, whatever you have would be fine if it's wet and cold and otherwise. But uh, now I'm talking to no one because Justin has gotten up and yet. I really don't. Uh, you don't have diet, huh? Do you have water? Yeah. Okay, water. That'd be great. Just, uh, yeah, just plain old water. That's, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I had personal, uh, it was a goal of mine. Uh, and I, I said at, at the service that I was never his patient. Claire corrected me when we got home, uh, because I did go, uh, to see him to have a, a very, it's a procedure you could have done with a with a scalpel, probably not that I would have let you, but it wasn't a, a big drawn out thing. It was uh, I had this thing on my neck and he cut it open. It was like a cyst or something and drink. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I have a cup with fishes on it and a straw. This is this is first class, man. This well, <laughs> it's one thing I can say about any of our. Uh, cups whether it's out here in the pool house or in the real house uh none none of it's really too classy all right but i do have to say the reason i gave you that one is cups like this is we use 
cups like this for other things like ashtrays. Oh, nice. I know we don't use those cups for anything like well, that. So. It is appreciated that I'm not drinking from a ashtray. Yes. But, yeah, so uh, anyway, so, you know, there were just a lot of people in his life who wanted a lot of things, and uh, it becomes very difficult uh, for a man uh, to have that level of uh, of people who want something. There's there's a scene, uh, a couple of the movies that, that we held in esteem. Before you mention any of them, can I tell you one that, that – occurred to me and i've started watching i'm still trying to make my way through it yeah go ahead uh do you think that the there's any parallel between him and citizen kane at all <laughs> i don't know if you ever you never seen citizen i've kane. seen citizen okay. kane i just haven't thought about it in in that context i haven't seen it in a long time I, i'm still trying to get through it it's a little okay. it's a little tough i mean the special effects are awful yeah it's, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a good you can Movie totally from tell. our perspective, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was more of a joke. Yeah, but okay. Well, it, it is considered, according to the box, uh, one of the greatest dramas of all time. It, it is. Which I have heard <clears throat> elsewhere, so I tend to believe that. But, all right. But, well, uh, we, we were into groovier things than that, <laughs> uh, such as Jesus Christ Superstar. I was about to and, mention that, yeah. uh, The Last Temptation and, and uh, things that, that most people would consider to be uh, uh, irreverent. But uh, anyway, Jesus Christ Superstar is amazing. Yeah, I no, I, I bought the soundtrack yeah. on iTunes several years ago. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. Well, it's a classic. And anyway, there's a scene in in that movie uh, where the person portraying Jesus walks into a uh, encampment of lepers, and uh, with with you know it is like a 1970s film or something so again special effects were not the greatest but uh anyway and and so many people uh come to 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 the lord to be healed of their leprosy that they overwhelm him and he looks like he's you know a, a Dallas cowboy and he's been tackled by everybody on the other team and there's a dog pile and it's it's basically a Jesus dog pile <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow, that might be a great episode. That if if this episode wasn't what it was, that would be the name of this episode. Really? Wow. Jesus Dogpile. Yeah, Jesus Dogpile, yeah. Or so, Jesus Dogpile well, for all you Texans out you know, there. Or the international flavor. So That's right. Yeah, you know, as you think about uh, so it with that image comes to mind um and I I saw Doc in that way. I'm not at all suggesting that he was Christ-like and in the sense that that he was like on par with Jesus or anything. I mean, he was one of my best friends. I knew him too well for that, but, but he was a very good man who had a lot of gifts and a lot of people wanted those things that he had. Uh, and I, and I often felt that he was under a dog pile of people who just wanted stuff. Uh, and, and that, that may be unkind. Uh, you know, I think I totally agree. Uh, I, I, I don't know the, to the extent that I guess you know, because times I would be around him, you know, uh, socially, situations are totally different than whenever mm. it's just you know him hanging with the guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that stuff like that, in a way, drove him. Mm. Like I think the day that all stopped, that you know, the the day that people would stop asking for his opinion or. Mm stopped needing him would be like it 
it, it like his life would be over. Mm. Mm. You know, like he wouldn't feel like he would have he had a reason to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that there may be some of that uh, as well, but yeah, th- there was just. A, it's not all, to say, yeah, it wasn't tough on him though. Whenever it got stressful, yeah, like, I mean, like I, you're saying, yeah, it's it's just never easy to be in a position to be able to help people and and uh, people have expectations of of what the what you will and won't won't do for them. And uh, I know that there were uh, people who would take advantage of that kind of, of generous heart that he had. But all of those things build on a man, and uh, all of those things stack up, stack up on a guy, and uh, it's really difficult to to overcome that um, unscathed. Yeah, you know. So anyway, so man, this this feels kind of heavy, and uh, it's. Deep. I mean, I I, I think you would be kidding yourself if you thought whenever you sat down that it wouldn't get heavy at some point. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I mean, I just, I, I just want to. I mean, there's there's so many people who are feel compelled uh, to make people who have passed into something that they are not. Yes, I am and, in one thousand percent agreement with you on and, this, and that, and that. You know, to me, that really brushes up against, and almost violently so, with Doc's kind of, um, you know, he wasn't a fan of, of hypocrisy. He wasn't a fan of phonies, you know. And I think that that uh, the relationship that I had with him suffered uh, some because uh, being clergy and... Uh, being a pastor and whatnot, I think that there were times when, uh, when he felt that um, I don't know why uh, necessarily. Well, I, I shared a story with you uh, offline about that earlier, but mm-hmm. about a situ- particular situation. But, uh, but just in general, I think I I was a reminder of things that that he once thought were really important, but had in other ways been overshadowed by things but that's not to say that i believe in any stretch that uh, he totally abandoned any desire for god i think he just got to a point uh well i don't know i can't say who knows the the ways of a man except for god but well i think it you know it might have gotten overshadowed just by uh, to be honest just work i mean mm. the you and I, I said this in <clears throat> in reference to something else. I can't quite remember what it was, but you only have like your day uh, fills up a meter and it fills it up to exactly one hundred percent. That's all of the time in a day you have. Sure, there's nothing you know you can do to get any more of it. Mm. And he, I mean, if I think if you look at like l- looking back on it. He was he was never uh, not getting like he was never getting less busy as mm-hmm. time went on. Mm-hmm. Things always uh, you know kept getting busier mm-hmm. and busier and kind of like a, a train starting up. Yeah. Uh, if they ever you know even began to slow down, I'm not aware of it. I mm-hmm. I never saw the effects of that, so they it couldn't have slowed down much. Yeah. But. You know, he would always, you know, I always heard him tell my mom that, you know, 
yeah, once we get, you know, a few more partners, mm-hmm. you know, they can start taking more call and and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was <clears throat> it was one of those things that, like, you know, the first couple times you hear it, you're like, great. You know, he's going to, you know, we can do more stuff. Mm. But it's like, huh, well, he, I remember like half a year ago, he said it, things would be slowing down. Like, mm. I, haven't, I haven't seen him in like a week. Yeah. I guess it's not. And, and so, you know, it. I just think that it got so busy and and his his work consumed him to the point that I mean like we, like we said towards the end he was traveling all over the world mm-hmm. uh doing mm-hmm. talks and stuff like that stuff yeah. that you know he, you know you or me or or I know him back in the back porch days would have never thought he would ever be doing mm. Mm. and and that was that was his uh that was his weekend job mm. <laughs> i mean that's his job wasn't uh you know going from city to city teaching doctors how to do yeah. something that's what he yeah. did uh with his free time with the yeah. weekends he wasn't on call mm-hmm. that's where he was and it just built up to a point that you know the type of guy he was he he you know it's like if he could ever do it an easy way, he would find a harder way to do it. It seemed mm-hmm. like to me somewhat. And I feel like in a, in a sense, I've inherited that from him. Well, and again, I think there's there's some sub subtext to some of that that I think if 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 a man finds himself in in what appears to be the throes of chaos from a time scheduling perspective uh to the masses you know, sometimes that that can be the most comfortable place to be. You know, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, and so I, Michael told me, uh, <laughs> he said he went to visit Doc one time uh, over at the over at his office, and it was after hours, and uh, he was going in to visit with him, and he said he's just walking down the hallway, and and the music was just blaring. <laughs> you know, it's like cashmere or something. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it's Led Zeppelin, just you know volume 30 or whatever and uh, as loud as it could get up probably. to 11 yeah uh, 11 yeah there you go so and uh he said he turned around nobody was in the office at all it was a ghost town except for just this blaring music and he turned the corner and there was doc leaned back in his chair bare feet up on the desk he's got the biggest gray's anatomy surgery book or something <laughs> it looks like the book of life on his lap and he's eating Cheetos and drinking a Diet Coke or something, just having the time of his life. I mean, that was that was relaxation and uh, you know him unwinding a little bit. But you know, when you, so it's just I think you know he really did uh, he did have a heart for the Lord. He had a heart for the family. Uh, I just think he was really in touch with with his own frailty. You know his own limitations, and uh, I'm just so I I personally uh, I like to believe that he held on to uh, that image of God getting him and understanding who he is, and that he found some solace in that. You know, so and now some cute stories. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to make them funny. <laughs> so Doc and I were. Uh, 
Man, you got to edit this, Justin. This is horrible. No, dude, this is exactly what I wanted. Okay. And like I said, for this episode, I don't care what anyone else wants. All right. Well, you, you need to get with Trav, man, about that. But Travis doesn't make editing decisions. <laughs> well, you should let him on this one. No. Because this is going, if it goes anywhere, he, he probably needs to hear it first and, and weigh in. But that's my counsel. Anyway. I, I usually give him early access to shows before they get put up. Okay. Uh, whether he chooses to listen to him or not, I don't know. And this won't be any different. But uh, hmm. and if it gets put up and he wants to change, you know, I I've made it clear that anything he wants changed, I'll. It is easy to re-edit and repost. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, I think you know. Let, let me get all kind of out in left field on you. When I was first learning to to have fellowship with the Lord and to study scripture and to be in ministry and to be a, a Bible teacher, uh, there were things that would occur to me or things that, that some might say the, the Lord communicated to me in one way or another. And my first compulsion would be to, oh, well, that's obviously for all these people that I'm in relationship with. Let me, thank you, God, that you gave that to me so that I can give that to them. And it actually took me years to figure out that, that first, my first impulse would have been for me to have some self-reflection about that particular thing. Mm -hmm. And then over time, uh, it occurred to me that that some things that uh, I was receiving, it sounds like a, a Pink Floyd song, uh, something about receiving, right, comfortably numb. Anyway, um, what is that line? I need to know that line. <clears throat> is it in the ver a verse or chorus? Uh, there is no pain you are receding. receiving. It's Rece receding, though. Oh, receding. Yeah. The, oh, the, 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 ver the verses are what's what uh, oh, one horrible. of them referred to as Dr. Feelgood, and he's right. trying to get the rock star to you know, oh, get back okay. to to a performance state of mind, yeah, and he's just too far gone, which is why... The chorus sounds, you know, there's the 12 string in the back, and it's like, mm. oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, well, that... that yeah, man, it's, it's expanding, man. That's, that's not at all what I, what I intended. But okay. uh, receiving, you know, in, in, in the sense that it took me a while to figure out that some things were just for me, not for the masses. So there may be a part of all this that you listen to it, and you and you realize, well, this is for me and for Travis and not. A portion of it is not for the world, but that's your call, man. I, I'm on the mic, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. So, um, you need more snare in your headphones. <laughs> well, it only matters to me if if uh, if Trav signs off. I mean that 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 is important to me. Okay. Because I don't want to misrepresent the family or have him think, "Well, I can't believe he said that about Dad or whatever." So, anyway, well, I think <clears throat> I think uh, you know. So everybody knows that there is no such thing as a, especially in this day and age, perfect individual. Well, sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, no one knows more uh, than the people living here mm. that, you know, uh, whenever they, you know, sub if anyone was to submit my dad you know, no one knows more than the people living here that it would be yeah. an instant, you know, red stamp disapproved <laughs> on the next one. I mean, 
you know, every everybody's got their flaws. Yeah. And, you know. Yep. Well, with that in mind, some cute stories about Dr. Brown. <laughs> so make sure I'm in them, too. <laughs> well, I'll try to work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Doc and I were leaders in the church, and we were going to have a – he was going to host – I think it was like a Memorial Day, Labor Day, something day, like picnic type thing. Maybe the 4th of July, I don't know. But he said, yeah, you know, he said to several families in the church, come on over, we'll we'll grill, you know, we'll take a dip in the pool. And so there were... Or Ted will push you in. Yeah, Ted, I'll push you in, wallet and everything. Uh, you know, there were like 25 people here from church, you know, and we're like leaders in the church and... Uh, Doc has his iPod playing over the sound system and uh, over the PA, as it were. And uh, we're sitting in the pool, and we may have been smoking cigars. I'm not sure if we smoked in front of church going folk or not at, back at that point. Uh, although I do remember teaching and using the back porch as an illustration a couple of different times. So really? I think it was kind of common knowledge that yeah that we kind of hung out on the deck and we smoked cigars and it's not like I, you know whatever. i remember at the camp that you and i went to mm-hmm. uh you obviously as a counselor and me as a camper i yes. guess because <laughs> i'm no old <laughs> thank you uh um i was telling one of the other guys that that uh ran the camp um kind of had not the guy with the red hair who got caught for the the pictures which we've I've told the story on on this podcast before. <laughs> oh, you have okay. Uh, but not not him, but uh, but another guy who looked kind of similar to like thinner. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I you I know you'd recognize him if you saw a picture. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I I don't know how or or why I didn't really have a lot of communication with him mm. uh, normally, but somehow we got to talking, and I was telling him about. Uh, uh, you know, my dad, you know, he's a doctor, but you know, it, it's not like that, you know, cause I was just coming to the realization like, you know, that, uh, oh wow. You know, whenever I tell people, you know, whenever people ask what my dad does and I say a doctor, it like always seems so weird to me that they were like, oh wow. Doc. Mm. Like I was like, yeah, I don't know. My dad's a doctor. Mm-hmm. What does your dad do? Well, that's cool too. You know, that's yeah. just as interesting to me as I assumed doctor is to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was around that point I started realizing that, oh wow, I guess there's a little prestige that goes with that mm. and people, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I was telling about how, you know, like to help people. And I told him about the back porch and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guys just, you know, getting together and, and all that. And he's, he seems so impressed with that. And he said, wow, your dad sounds like the type of guy I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was certainly down to earth. So, so it's like Labor Day or something. And there's 25 people your dad had over your dad and mom and, they were hosting all these couples from church and we're kind of hanging out in the pool. We're waiting for the burgers to get done, what have you, what have you. And your dad's got his uh, iPod or something shuffling through music. And <laughs> one of the songs came on, Why Don't We All Get Drunk and Screw, <laughs> which is uh, for stateside folks we know, but internationally you may not know, is a country western song from long ago. 
that uh, maybe you should uh, play that on the show at some point or work that in in the background of this cute story. But I know I don't have it anyway. It, it's it's yeah. it's awfully uh, forthright in terms of the the gentleman's uh, intention uh, <laughs> with the, the ladies in the song. Uh, yeah, and, and so uh, we're all sitting in the pool, and why don't we get drunk? And Screw comes on, and we all just kind of look at each other, and uh, we look at Doc, and he just says, awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the lyrics right now. Uh, you don't have to. It's. It, I think it speaks for itself, maybe. The title might That was a Jimmy all. Buffett song? Uh, Yeah, probably. I instantly don't like it. I don't like Jimmy Buffett. Well, that's I okay. got dragged to a Jimmy Buffett concert it's when just, I didn't yeah, want to go. That's going to... That'll scar anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it was just kind of one of those funny kind of a deals where, you know, it's kind of a, trying to have a nice uh, Christian luncheonette <laughs> at the pool and uh, yeah, are shocked to hear the the lyrics and. <laughs> where know. did was anyone did I mean did everyone kind of laugh about it? Oh yeah, everybody laughed when it like was, no one yeah no, no one tried to pull him to the side and have like an hour long no conversation I don't, I don't about remember that how, happening. I mean it's you know we didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of thing at all. It was, you know, it was kind of all, you know, as awkward as the kids would say, you know. Because whenever, uh, whenever you, whenever you said that, whenever you told that, uh, that was that was my, uh, that was that was the first thing that I thought was, mm. did did he endure the? Because no. I know that, yeah. I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, but he, uh, there were people at the same church we went to who weren't exactly uh big fans of not only him but what a lot of the guys i guess mm-hmm. involved in the back porch uh they given the opportunity to be there they would have vehemently stayed home <laughs> well i don't know my memory's not as sharp as yours about, about that particular thing but well i just uh, remembered there was always like uh uh Around the time we we went from there to the other to Heritage, mm. uh, it I, like I I don't remember if it was ever spelled out for me or if it was just like vibes I got, but there was uh, a mm. lot of um, tension of of some sort maybe or or mm. uh, a lot of I don't know the older older w- ways that the that the the church adhered to didn't really didn't didn't really like the the kids playing the music too loud and 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 you know yeah i, I don't thinking about the expanding universe yeah well at the you know at the adult level um you know there may have been people who were uncomfortable with you know having a beverage and a smoke i don't know yeah but they, they weren't beating down the door to get Usually, if a person is not into that, they'll they'll make that pretty clear. But yeah, so you know, Doc just said it. he was who he was, and and that's really the you know for better or for worse, it, there wasn't anything really phony. Um, as far as I know, uh, he wasn't a man to to put on airs about anything or pretend. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's that that takes a certain confidence. Um, and I don't mean in arrogance by way of confidence. I just mean a, a, it was kind of like whatever I said whenever you said that you listened to our show, and I told Travis, 
the only way you can do it is own it because that's just, mm. you know, yeah. we, you know, to bring it to maybe a more tangible, like example, the show is what it is, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it, like, I, I feel like I recently have kind of come to that mental place to where, you mm. know, I am who, who I am mm-hmm. and like, I hope no one's got a problem with, with who mm-hmm. I am. Uh, but you know, if they do, then that's not my problem really yeah. like that. I, I, I wish to God that it wasn't like that, but if mm-hmm. you know what, if you have a problem, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to work that out, mm-hmm. you know, on, on your own time. Because I, you know, if, if I spent my life, uh, trying to please, you know, other people or, you know, mm-hmm. be someone I'm not, then I, that's not living that that's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that would be, but that that's no way to live. Mm. Mm. That's not to say, you know, like <laughs> walk around, uh, you know, Walmart with your pants off drinking <laughs> a, a beer or anything. Pants but it's on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, that's <clears throat> that's kind of the whole own it thing mm. is kind of. Yeah. You know, because well, there's no there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that rings true to me, in terms of of one of Doc's default positions, you know, and um, something good about that, something right about it. Um, did you did any of the conversation ever go towards you guys ever starting a band? <laughs> I don't know that we ever talked about starting a band or not. We we may have. We start. We talked about starting churches at one point, <laughs> which was an interesting interesting thought then and now but uh yeah i don't know we didn't we didn't play much guitar together i mean we we may have he he showed me the the strat when he got it and you know i might bring my guitar every once in a while and play but i don't remember there being a lot of guitar playing going on because i know that there was some like hospital retreat or or whatever and they were doing the the basic you know super boring and i think Mm. when it comes down to it uh you know, unsuccessful at the goal they were trying to do, but the team building exercise where oh, I see. everyone write down something that you don't think anybody else in the group knows about you. And let's guess who it is, uh-huh. you know, wasting time. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I, I feel strongly about stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, that's, I don't like wastes of time so much, right. which you might find surprising seeing as how I do this show. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, and the thing that he wrote, and I don't, I don't know if people guessed it or not. Mm. Uh, is that his dream was to be a rock and roll guitar player? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was you know, you know, relatively close to you know towards the end, whenever work yeah. kind of became primary mm. and secondary. Yeah. And uh, and I, I was kind of surprised by that. It was like, mm. wow, how. Uh, Like how teenager ish of, <laughs> of of him? Like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, immature? No, no, not so much immature, no. but uh, naive or young. Mm, idealistic. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, you might as well put down that you want to be a baseball player or or, or grow up to be quarterback for the Cowboys. Or, well, everybody's got dreams, man. Yeah, I know, but I guess like I was so used to him doing whatever it is he 
set out to do. Mm. Like, that was the first time I had ever heard, I guess to put it another way, the first time I ever heard him wishing he could do something that he, would, he you know, admitted he couldn't do. Well, that's that's just part of life. I, mean, I know. That's, that's, you know, I, I know you're old enough to know that. I'm just saying that as you get older, you uh, you certainly embrace that more. You know? He had, I think, though, uh, and maybe, you know, more towards the end, maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe it was the same. I, I have no idea of knowing mm-hmm. or no way of knowing, but, like, you didn't hear uh, – I wasn't used to him either, like – upfront about it or, you know, kind of, you know, not so upfront about it the way this was, but like concede, I can't do that. Mm. I mean, because that's not the way he thought. I mean, Mm. he would keep at it and keep at it. uh, And typically he would get the results. Maybe if they weren't exactly the ones that he wanted, they were close enough Mm. Uh, for him to be satisfied that he's at least improving in mm. whatever or is closer to doing whatever. And that's why I kind of brought up, I think, the two things that he was never able to really grasp mm. in in the way that he maybe wanted to was golf and playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there might be. I mean, he, he did not like... Uh, Although in touch with limitations, he did not like the limitations. Yeah. I mean, he, I can certainly uh, see that being frustrating for him. And I think there's just, you know, there's, there's things that we do and there's things we wish we could do. Uh, and sometimes in life you get to do what you, what you wish you could do, but most of the time you don't. Yeah. You, know, you end up doing something that you, and, and I think, and, and this is the, the, the really hard part for for some people maybe to talk about doc is that he he loved medicine so much and was so good at it and spent so much time doing it but we would be duped to think that that was really the love of his life or what he really wanted to do and guitar playing is a is is a, an easier <laughs> way to talk about that that longing because uh, see i think i disagree with you I, yeah. I i don't think we would be duped into thinking that i think, think i i just for me presented the evidence that that's been shown to me mm-hmm. uh you know when i'm in my own personal jury room looking at it all i that's the conclusion that that's the verdict that i that i do reach mm. is that <clears throat> the type of person he was, um, <clears throat> if, you know, if, if he didn't, he kind of like me in a sense, if he doesn't believe in what he's doing, he's not, he's not going to do it. He's just going to spend, uh, you know, his time doing mm-hmm. what, what it is he, he, you know, to say feels like doing isn't, isn't quite right. Mm. I can't quite find the words, but. Um, there was a thing he always told me and I was, you know, so sick of hearing it is that, you know, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And whenever I take his logic and apply it to 
his evidence, that's the mm. conclusion that I come to. Mm. Um, now, whether he was, and and I I think you know, especially towards the end, he kind of probably saw saw it a bit too, because I mean, he, I know I know you weren't around for like the you know when it got like super crazy around yeah. here, but uh, <clears throat> I know that he. Uh, um, he, he, he had to have seen that at some point, kind of seen, mm. and he, uh, I talked to Dr. Well, a doctor. Yeah. Um, that, uh, he, you know, works with quite often. It actually gave me a ride home from the, uh, hospital. Mm. Um, the first time we went up there after, after we heard, um, and he, uh, you know, saw my dad on a regular basis, <coughs> man, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. and said that, uh, you know, because like a week before he had had some complication. I, I, I don't really mm-hmm. uh, know any specifics, but he, he was in the hospital for like a day. Mm-hmm. And he said that whenever, this is what the doctor told me, uh, yeah, and I should also preface by saying he's, he surprised me by saying that his relationship with my dad was on a purely professional level. Like my dad never got like mm-hmm. uh personal with them, you know, like, Hey, how's family doing all that? Like yeah. to, to, to learn that, uh, you know, a, a relationship that was, you know, you know, a close relation, or I guess what I thought was a close working relationship was knowing my dad that I don't, see how that could happen mm. is and i don't know if maybe if you know what i'm talking about i mean he just uh he he had that you know he like you said he he knew who he was mm-hmm. and and a lot of people liked who he was mm-hmm. and who he was was like a friendly outgoing yeah guy and to hear that like uh that his you know his relationship with my dad was like on a purely professional level. Mm-hmm. He said that the only time my dad got personal with him was uh, like the Monday he got back in the office and said, you know, looking back on things. And this was about a week before he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other than a few really minor things, I wouldn't have done anything different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he said he had, you know, kind of with the whole life flashing before eyes type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take that to mean he, if he wasn't able to see it then mm-hmm. or before then, he was able to see it then that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, life equals work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's kind of as, you know, the... The family side of that, it's you know, I don't, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like confused on how to feel about that. Mm. And I've, I think I've, at least now, right now, I think I can say I've, I've come to some type of peace about that. Mm. But it's kind of hard to, to know how to feel about that whenever it's like, well, yeah, but he was my dad and he wasn't around. Mm. It's like, but yeah, what? Whenever he wasn't here, he was saving lives. Like it's, mm. am I so selfish mm. to? And I know on you know. It's to, you know, want your dad to be around isn't a selfish thing. I, sure. But, like, you know, 
at least I can say that he was out saving lives. Mm. Like, uh, there's tons of fathers who just aren't there because they're, they're not there and they're, you know, not at where they're just out yeah. doing whatever. I mean, like, mm. you know, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I think he, he, I think that's, that was his, his love, his, you know, at the end, um, if he was going to, you know, write someone's name on a binder like you do in eighth grade, someone's name over and over again, mm. you know, or the name of the band, he would scrawl all over his notebook was work. Rosebud. <laughs> well, yeah. He'd, he'd, instead of the mom tattoo, he'd get the work tattoo. And, and every time he would look at it, he'd get the warm, gushy feeling like, mm. yeah, mm. that's the best tattoo in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, man. I just, I know that we knew, we knew him from different places, you know, so. I do have to say, I meant to say this earlier, was that I think, when, looking back on it, I think the overall happiest I ever saw him, uh, the period in his life, he was the happiest was when y'all were doing the back porch crew. Well, it was, he, it was a good time. Like he, there was just uh you know, like a youthful kind of exuberance and like mm-hmm. hope and, and, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know his, he always lived life with a purpose, mm-hmm. but I think that that purpose he was living for at, at least at that time, uh, I think that was the happiest that I remember our mm. whole family being. Mm. And, you know, he kind of dictated in some, you know, in, in a lot of ways, kind of the, the mood of the house. Mm. And those were some of the best times ever where whenever he, you guys were the back porch group. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's good. It's good to hear. That's, it was a good time for all of us who were involved in that. So he was a good friend. He was a good man. Are you going to get a tattoo? No, I'm, I'm not. Hey, I'm not going to get one either. Interesting scalpel and snakes. That's, uh, that's a uh, completely biblical reference, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a scene in the Old Testament where Moses is, <clears throat> is leading the people, uh, and they, they come on... Uh, and it, well, long story short, Moses has to uh, hold up a snake on a pole, and the people who would who would turn and look at the snake on the pole would uh, would be relieved of the pain they were in at the time. Hmm. There were snakes on the ground and all this other stuff. But yeah, it's it's a biblical uh, biblical picture of healing. Did he know that? It seems, um, sounds like something he would know about. <laughs> I am sure that he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so. like, I I remember seeing, and I, I wish so hard for Travis's sake, I I would, I could even know where to start to begin to look. But he had, like, you know, he, he liked to kind of doodle and draw. Uh-huh. But he was never good at it. Like, <laughs> That's that, the third thing he wasn't good at. Yeah, but I, th- I think he, you know, like he actually did a good job at learning how to paint. But as mm-hmm. far as like sketching something out, it mm-hmm. was truly crude. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I think that was one thing he was okay, yeah, okay about. <laughs> yeah, because his handwriting definitely. You're not going to draw Tippy to win. Yeah, it, you don't he, even know what that means, do you? No, but I can imagine. Well, Why don't you let me know? What's uh, back, back in the old days, uh, there were these things called magazines. Was that, was that like the name of a website? Or? <laughs> yeah. And there was always an art contest in the magazine, and it was like a picture of a turtle's head. And you had, and it was called, you know, Draw Tippy, and Tippy was the turtle. And if you could draw Tippy, you'd win this great prize, and the great prize was always like art supplies or something like that. <laughs> You ever seen the movie La Bamba? No. Oh, okay. Well, you, you should just for historical record, you should uh, you should watch that. But I need to add that to the same yeah. list. I added uh, Planet to the Apes. Uh, yeah, Planet of the Apes, not Planet to the Apes. Yeah. I'd have a hard time tracking that. Uh, one. That's a different movie. But yeah, there's a scene in La Bamba where uh, Richie's brother enters a, a draw tippy concert, and he. It's actually in the movie, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a dated. So sorry don't spoil that. it. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But but I tippy. I uh, I've seen several of his kind of crudely uh, mapped out or drawn out uh, uh, sketches for that tattoo. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, man, that was so long ago. And like I said, trying to like search for an iPod cable. You have to wade through like mountains and mountains and mountains. I mean, if if a hippie saw how much papers just sitting around our house, they would literally fall to their their knees and weep. <laughs> I mean, like it's insane how mm-hmm. how many like bags, uh, you know, like how much of this stuff I've cleaned out just over in this one corner of the pool mm-hmm. house. Uh, how much freaking paper is is everywhere? Are you recycling the paper? I don't know. I, uh, the hippie may cry, but again, I can't be wow. someone I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> wow. I'm not an envi- – I, I, I uh, you know, the environment might be uh, in decline, mm. but uh, that decline certainly not uh, as steep as a uh, roller coaster might be. It's a pretty slow decline, which means I've got so many other things to worry about. Mm. Um, you know, how green the grass might be in 20 years based on how much I recycle really low on my list. All right. Well, my, my grandchildren appreciate your non effort to make sure they have grass. Well, the, they'll be okay <laughs> because I think any major damage, and this is totally coming from a, a I know nothing about like well, it's good. Time not, frames. It's good. I, like I, I upfront with, I, I am not that educated on the matter, but what I can gather yeah. is that, Anything super bad will be down the line, yeah. and that it's not my problem right now. I've got enough to worry about with you know my yeah my aunt. Whenever she was over here with you know the family, I'm I'm real big on those the Keurig coffee maker mm-hmm. where there's the little cups you know that uh-huh. you put in and it just makes the one cup. Yeah, she's like well, and she's kind of Eastern philosophy. Okay. Uh, she and 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 she cares enough about the planet for the both of us. Yeah. So, uh, well, but um, she's maybe. like, I could never do that because of the the carbon footprint or the or the uh-huh. whatever. I was like, that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like I, whenever well. I see that, I I see, hey, that's a very convenient and easy and fast way for me to get a great 
yeah. cup of coffee or tea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. That's, and I, I think maybe to bring it back around, uh, I think that t- towards the end, uh, that was that w- that was kind of my dad's thinking on a lot on a lot of the mm. frailties. Mm-hmm. Was that you know, I'm I'm too old to to try to change. Mm. Could have been. Th- I, that's why I think work sped up. Mm. That's why things happened the way they did. Mm. And uh, you know. It's it's kind of dumb to say, you know, that like I would be upset at him for being human mm. because, I mean, it doesn't take, you know, a genius to like, you know, no one's perfect, right? Mm. I mean, it's, I feel like, it, you know, if I stay upset about things that happened, um, it's really more directed at myself. Mm-hmm. The the same way, you know, he, you know, things worked out with his own father. Mm. And I'm not going to play that game. Like, I'm not going to be another link in that mm. chain. Like, that's the type of stuff I'm worried about. I'm not worried about carbon footprinting. Like, I don't want to, I I don't want to be, like I said, another link where I, I'd look at my dad as like a cautionary tale first and foremost, Mm. or looking back on it and think like one thing he always told me is, you know, I don't really know how to be a dad. I didn't really have one. Mm. Uh, But, you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Sometimes it's easier than others, but yeah. Well, how how are you going to accomplish that? Uh, you know, I'm a former addict, or I guess if you want to be technical, once an addict, always an addict. Mm. But uh, one of the simplest things that that they teach you that is kind of hard to to master, but once you master, I think as long as you're cognizant of it, it's hard to not think this way and that's just taking it one day at a time mm. taking it one situation at a time one mm-hmm. thought at a time some battles you win some battles you you lose mm-hmm. but uh you know um i think in jesus christ superstar there uh in one of the songs uh save tomorrow for tomorrow mm. worry about today instead yeah what's the buzz tell, tell me, me what's it, yep. happening yeah why do you <laughs> want to know? I I love the organ yeah. in that one. That's a great song. Yeah. Well, I need to uh, think about wrapping this conversation up. Cool. Man, I can't thank you enough. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, I didn't tell any funny stories, but... <laughs> do you want to tell them about getting stuck in the mud? No, I, you know, I don't know. You could uh, maybe... Nah, probably if, not. Yeah, probably not. It's on the uh, the podcast of the service. So I guess um, the last thing is there was something you told me about the song that I performed. Mm. One of the last things you said before you, you left that night. Do you remember what it was? I remember exactly what it was. Did I do it? I don't know. Did you? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I figured didn't say it. Would, it. I, I figured say it, it would... for my benefit. I said it for yours. No, I know that, and yeah. and I I thought about that yeah. like really hard. That's why I decided not to. I decided not to say anything, and mm-hmm. then the last second I thought, uh, you know, I. I I did it more for me. I'd feel awkward just kind of going up there and just mm-hmm. starting without saying something. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. thought maybe try to get control of the room with a yeah. funny, quick story. But no, that worked. Um, that worked. It worked a lot more than I, like I was su- surprised mm-hmm. uh, at like I had to take a couple count a couple seconds because everyone was still laughing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that. I kind of wished it wasn't as funny because mm. that that like you know at the end of it that I wasn't trying to yeah but uh but yeah that mm. de- was was it okay yeah sure how could it be bad well I just I'm since I wasn't going to say anything I I was just really hoping that it the same like. The thing that I would have been trying to say, I was hoping I could say mm. with uh, mm-hmm. with what I did. Well, I, just in the short time that I was around you afterwards, I think there were enough people who commented for you to feel good about what people thought. I mean, that's you know, I didn't hear anything but good things said about that, and 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 the comments Travis made as well. So. Well, I feel like I duped you in that. Hey, let's get together and tell fun stories. And no, I, again, I knew. <laughs> if I'm being honest, what we have recorded right now is about what I thought we would record. Really, uh, we would get in, you know into some detail about a lot of the good stuff. Mm. Talking to talking some generalities about some of the maybe not so good stuff and mm. kind of end it with uh you know just kind of things to sit back and think on yeah i I just really think man that um there's what a man does and there's who a man is and as hard as it is to believe they're not the same thing yeah and uh so Anyway, well, I'm I'm hopeful and and prayerful, and uh, you know, you and Travis know how to get a hold of me if you when you need me, and you know, the family as well. Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> whenever you said this was kind of like the the back porch, like that that was the first time that had ever occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Uh. We don't always have to have microphones here, but there's no reason we can't. Yeah. Well, you guys are young and have plenty of friends, and you don't need an old man to come over. I, you know what, I. So. And let me say something very publicly because publicly, the you remember me saying that uh, there was uh, there was supposed to be someone else performing with me. Yeah. Uh, not only did he say he would do it he then uh went on to ignore all my phone calls mm. all my text messages mm. and uh this you know it's kind of hard for me to say and we're gonna 
the one explicit thing, but uh, his name was Kelly. Mm. And Kelly, fuck you. Mm. Fuck you so hard because you have no idea of what you did. I was counting on you. But, you know, it's times like that you really find out, mm. you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that was tough for you. Yeah. He can die. <laughs> I don't care. Mm. So, anyways. All right. Well, I don't know how to sign off, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you again for, uh, you know, doing this, being being here and saying everything you did at the uh mm. And again, if you've gotten this far and still still want more, uh, very soon we will uh, post the video and audio. Um, so you can get a little more, I guess. Uh, so, Ted, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, Travis usually ends our shows, and I can't end it the way he ends it, so I'll just uh, copy a radio... Uh, history, uh, radio, a uh, hero of mine with, uh, stay hard, keep jamming and we'll see you.